Blog Talk Radio. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Well, you may be But money isn't everything. You still got the sun in a river full of fun and you always have a song to sing. So get the pen off your face, we're gonna replace it with a grin and a dream come true. With a pretty girl that's in the joy of fame music. And a mess of mama's barbecue. And we're off. It's the ghost of no future. It is the LCS Hockey Radio Show. Brought to you, as always, by BackpagePress.com and by the number one non-updated hockey site in all the land, LCSHockey.com. LCS, worse than that emergency notification buzzer. I don't know. I got nothing. All right, Mike Dell. <laughs> yeah. What's Larry. What's going on? Yes. <clears throat> Not much, Larry. It's, it's, the, it's our final show of the decade. Oh, that's true. Yeah, how about that? Because uh, next week, Larry has to work. Yeah, i got to work next week. So we're not doing a show. Uh, So this is it. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't originally supposed to work Friday night. But what had happened was I... uh, Volunteered? (laughs) No, no, no. Oh, God, no, no. This was mandatory. So what I said to my (laughs) boss was that... uh, Because i got to work Thursday and Friday this next week coming up. And so I said to her, I was like, listen, like, because on Thursday I'm working, like, me and Sam are working together because we're, like, it's inventory time and everybody got sucked into it. So Thursday, it's just me and Sam, you know, we get to hang out all day. I'm going to bring my iPad. We're going to watch Netflix and shit. (laughs) But then Friday I was working with somebody else who I don't really know this girl. I don't know. And so, like, I just told my boss, I was like, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I might just call off on Friday. And then she goes, uh, "Oh, come on, please don't do that." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to hang out with you know, so and so." And she's like, and "She's like, well, what if?" She's like, "What if I switch you? Like, what, what if you work Friday night and then you could just work with me?" And I was like, "All right, yeah, maybe, well, yeah, let's try that. Let's see what happens." So they're kind of screwed then. You have to say yes, or the you know, otherwise the boss is insulted, you know. Oh yeah, I know. But me and the boss are we're we're cool. But it's like you don't want to work in the afternoon because of that other lady, and then she says, "Come on, work in the night with me." And you're like, "Nah, that's good. I don't want to work." No, no. I like my boss though, like you know, because I worked (laughs) with her for inventory uh, not last year, but two years ago. One night, it was just me and her, and we just uh, we just played like movie trivia. Like she had this (laughs) game where it was. it was like a scene from a movie, but the faces were missing from the characters, and you, you oh, had to okay. guess what movie it was from. So it, it was it was fun because you know a lot of them were easy, but then there's there's a few where you're you're not sure. So we did that most of the night. Then did last you just year guess I worked Scott with Scott Pilgrim for everything. <clears throat> no, I don't even think he was on there. Plus, I don't yeah. think she would know what that means. Last year I worked <laughs> with some dude. I, I didn't know him either. So 
I just messed around with fantasy football. I remember like messaging Adam Rank, and I was like, "Hey, Rank, listen, I can't remember who it was, but I was like, so and so is questionable. Should I play them or not?" And he's like, "Yeah, well, I don't know for certain, but it sounds like he might play. Yeah, I'd start him." And then whoever it was didn't play. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> So uh, that's what I did last year during inventory. So we'll see about this year. Well, Larry, speaking of fantasy football, uh, we're both out in our old league, right? Yeah. I don't even know who's in oh, the yeah. final there. So what's going on in the LCS Hockey ra- Radio Show League? Do you know? Uh, we're down to the finals between 4th and 26. Wow. And Patrick from Spacebook, California. Holy hell, look at that. Yeah. Now – Yeah, so – I know I beat fourth and twenty six in the championship game in that league, but he's never won it, right? No, he hasn't won it. Patrick from Spaceball California has won it. Yeah, he won it the first year, right? Am I remembering properly? Uh no, the first year was um DOT fan. Oh. Okay, I thought he was second yeah. year. Alright, well whatever whatever. Yeah. So we could have a repeat winner or a new winner. Yep. Oh yeah. It's not going to be me, though. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I had a rough – well, I made the playoffs. You didn't even make the playoffs in our other league. Uh-uh. Uh, and I, I had the big I decision to start Patrick Mahomes in New England or I picked up Sam Darnold against Miami. And I said, Larry, I think I'm going to start Sam Darnold. And you're like, just start Patrick Mahomes. He's the guy. He got you there. He's the better guy. Don't worry about matchups. Play the better guy. So uh, yes. I went with Mahomes. I listened to Larry, and Darnold was actually worth more points. But yeah, four points. It wouldn't have mattered. I I, I still yeah. lost. It wouldn't have mattered. You lost by fifty. So yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. No. <laughs> but Sam Darnold came through. <laughs> like I knew he would. Four points. <laughs> that could have been the difference. Ugh. Anyway, so that's fantasy yeah. football. Um. Hey Larry, next week while you're working, yeah, I will be uh, having Allegedly. an evening, a very special evening with my uh, my friend Oscar. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You're going to this uh, WWE house show, the holiday <laughs> yeah. tour or something. It's called. Yeah, because last last week I uh, I talked to a Michigan Frank on the phone, and when, uh, that same evening, I I guess it was Monday then or whatever, because I was watching Raw. And I saw a commercial that uh, WWE is coming to Pittsburgh on December 27th. I'm like, holy hell. And the main event was going to be Oscar and Kyrie Sane versus Becky and Charlotte Flair. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. So I'm like, hey, Frank, you want to go? And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll go. So Frank and I are going. Now, about a week or two ago, I got an email from WWE, and it was like, Hey, Pittsburgh, tickets on sale. And I, so I clicked on it just to see. I was like, oh, is there is there a Raw coming or something? And I saw it was like the holiday tour, you know, house show. And I, I swear to God, I thought, who the fuck would go to that? <laughs> the house shows are way better than the Raw or SmackDown or the pay-per-views. Because they're just, like, fun. And the matches are all, like, uh, there's a lot more, like, goofiness. And the, Yeah, the it's like that are... mixed match challenge shit. Like, you know, people yeah, are dancing and goofy. And the wrestlers interact with the crowd a lot more. So, yeah, they're way better <laughs> than the actual tape shows. But they don't so, mean anything. 
because they're not on no. TV. <laughs> but they're more entertaining. So, like, your Oscar sign just makes you creepy. <laughs> Uh, so the, the next decision was, well, where are we going to sit? Because, you know, the last time Frank and I went, we went to Extreme Rules like two years ago when Oscar lost to Carmella. Oh, good Lord. Uh, I'm still mad about that. All right, but anyway, uh, we we sat in like a PPG Arena where the Penguins play. We sat in like the highest ring of the seats way at the top. <laughs> you know, like we're, we're way up there. Yeah. You know, but the right. seats were still good. Like you could see, I thought they were still good. They were, they were nice. Um because you could see everything. But so this time I'm like, well, we should sit down lower, you know, like get in the experience right in the middle of it yeah. all. all right. So that was the plan originally. And I went in, I could have got us two tickets on the floor, um, like a section off to the side there, but on the floor, you know, for like 70 bucks right. each. And here's the crazy thing, Larry. Yeah. In this uh, section of seats, like the first five rows it's like $120 a piece. And then, like, row six, it's 50 So, like, you know, <laughs> I'm literally – or or $70, you know. So I'm literally, like, two feet back, and I'm paying $50 less. That's quite right. the savings. Yeah. But, uh, but I decided against I decided against it. That's two feet further away from Oscar, too. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't – there were no tickets available, like, front row or anything. Um, or even on the rampway, you know, like no seats on the ramps where you could like see. So I'm like, all right, well, assuming I can't do that, I might as well, well, we'll go on the floor. But but then the more I thought about it, I'm like, do I really want to be on the floor around all these wrestling fans? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> so that's what you are, though. You're a wrestling fan. Yeah, I know, I know, no, no. But I just mean strangers, basically. Do I want to be? Well, I understand on the floor that. These strangers. Yeah. So. Uh, so in the end, I found Frank and I two seats in the last row of the section of the like the highest section. No one behind us, <laughs> off in a corner. <laughs> so what? You're literally 30, sitting on the roof. Thirty bucks. Well, since it's just a house show, uh, like they don't go all the way to the top. <clears throat> like oh. they only like the PPG Arena has like three rings of seats. So we're in like the second ring, I guess you would say, or all right. instead of the third. Oh, like I see a, what you're saying. Ago. Yeah. Okay. Like, they don't even open up right. the top tier, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're way in the back, and there's no, there's no one behind us. Uh, it's not a wall, but, like, there's it, – it's hard to explain. But we're in a corner, uh, and we can get right to our seats on the aisle, you know, so there's no stepping over people. and yeah. So. Well, keep in mind, I, you know, it's going to be 70% children, like, you know, 14 and <laughs> well, under, I would think. Well, we're sitting way in the back, so it doesn't matter. It, you, well, they're going to be sitting next to you, though, and in front of you, and jumping <laughs> up and down, spitting, picking their nose, they're dropping shit, they're crying. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. Now, here, here's another thing I just thought of, though. Now, Frank is, you know, <laughs> he circles the women, if if you know what we're saying. <laughs> and you would like to circle Oscar, so is this more <laughs> of a, like, uh, you know... He's Dexter, and now you're like his little helper and stuff, and he's just showing you the tricks yeah. of the trade. No, no, no. Like you'll be under. This is really just uh, <clears throat> me having to get out of the fucking house. You know, I'm doing nothing. That is true. Days. Absolutely doing nothing. So when I'm like, well, Ask is coming. Uh, she's coming to Pittsburgh on a day when Larry canceled the radio show. That's synchronicity, yeah. right? You know, because sure. we never take days off. You know? We don't. <laughs> I try all the so time. I'm like. So I'm like, well, here's the, I should go. Like, believe me, I do not want to go. 
Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I just want to stay in my I don't blame you. I wouldn't but, go. But then, uh, <clears throat> so right away, as soon as I felt like going, I bought the tickets right away. So that way, at least there's a there's a monetary investment now. So that right. hopefully, we're still a week out. So, you know, I could wake up Friday and say, fuck it, I'm not going. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I could pit, yeah, I could piss sixty dollars right here. <laughs> well, here's the crazy shit: thirty dollars for the ticket, and then they they tack on fifteen bucks in fees for each. Yes, for each ticket. So it's forty five each. <laughs> yep. Now, you're getting a little ridiculous now because I know fifteen dollars in fees. Fuck that. Yeah. <clears throat> I hear you. Insane. Are you going to wear all of your Oscar t-shirts and then peel them off one by one until you're just rubbing your <laughs> nipples? Look like, uh, I look like Ralphie's little uh, brother in Christmas Story if I wear all my Oh, Oscar yeah, t-shirts. Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I can't stick my thumb up. That's what you could say. <laughs> but if I can't put my arms down, I, I can't stick my thumb up. Yeah, but, uh, so next Friday, I'll have a report maybe uh, the week after then. When we come back, I can report all about my journey into Pittsburgh. Yeah. That'll be, be fun. Exciting. Are you leaving now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right after yeah. the show. That's good. <clears throat> that's wise. <laughs> so that's next week. Uh, this week on the big show, again, our last show of the decade, so we're going to go out in style by uh, doing what we always do on the show, uh, just winging it. Yep. Got nothing. No. Got nothing. Now, we did well, finish Twin Peaks, so we will be reviewing yeah. the final two episodes of Twin Peaks. We're finally done. That is... <laughs> That's aggressive. We got to the end. No. Uh, I'm sad. <laughs> You're going to miss the Twin Peaks, are you? Yeah, well, well I mean, I you know, it's always there to rewatch, but it's just... You know, there, there's no more, like, anticipation of Twin Peaks as now that I've seen them all. It, it's not the same. So hopefully there's another season. Give me something to Do you really want to. another season, though? Because they're all, like, 80 years old. <clears throat> I want I want at least 11 D more seasons. <laughs> I love it. If we had a time machine and we could go back with a young uh, Sherilyn fan and young uh, Cooper, and that would be great. But they're all too old now. Just let it go. It's done. Mm-mm. You understand, you know, as a member of the FBI, once you hit 30, you're not out. Like, you know, there are like 50-year-old FBI guys. <laughs> I understand, but I, I think we've seen uh, – do we want Twin Peaks to be the Golden Girls? No. I, let's just let it go. Let it go. Yeah. I see. I like it. You're watching these people's lives. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, they're literally dying in front of you. <laughs> yes, they are. They are literally dying. We lost a lot of cast members recently. Yeah. So yeah. It's, I don't yeah. know. I think they ta- they told the story. I think we're done. I don't think they have to come back. Uh, well, me and Jank won it, and we won it bad. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, Anything else, Larry? Oh, you watched the movie, right? Oh, yeah. We saw uh, It 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, What a piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, this movie's just straight. It's so fucking long, and it's so boring and slow. 
and nothing really happens. And there's a couple good scenes, like there's a scene where, you know, she's at this old lady's apartment, and it's kind of creepy. It's just rehashing the same shit from the, the first movie. It's kind of like, hey, see this guy here? Remember when he was this kid in this scene? And it's like, flashback, oh, yeah, you fuck you. And it was just so boring. What they could have done is... Instead of making this movie three hours, they could have added about 20 minutes to the first movie and just told this whole story in one shot. <laughs> so It's, that, it's garbage. Like, I seem to recall you, you somewhat liked the, the first yeah, one. Yeah, right? I somewhat so you... like the first one. I don't, I don't love it. It's okay, but this one's just garbage. I'd give it like a one. It's a one. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like a Mike L. comic book pick. About that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's go to check the Rotten Tomatoes score for it too. Oh, it's probably. Uh, let me guess. These people are so dumb. Um, eighty-six. I gotta type it in here. Let me see. It's two uh, letters. It. <laughs> oh, I got. It. <laughs> My tablet was off. I had to turn it on and plug it, you know, all that other stuff. Uh, so here we go. It too. It's loading up. I got you know. I got dial up. You know. Oh, sixty-three percent. How about that? Ah, okay. Well, that's it a, should that's be one certified percent. fresh. Certified fresh. Barely, barely. With an audience score of seventy-eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fucking the sheep are. <laughs> they're so fucking useless. Dude, the clowning in the name scared. It's just so dumb. The the CGI special effects are so stupid. And then at the end, like, he's just a spider, like, with a clown head. And it looks so ridiculous. <laughs> it's it, it's just so dumb. Yeah, I, I have no interest in any Stephen King things. Uh, yeah. I don't care. There's, you know, there's there's some winners. Stand by Me is a very good movie. You ever see that? Uh, it's one of those movies I've never seen, but I feel like I have. So. Uh, well, <clears throat> it's not really a horror movie per se, but it's more of yeah, a coming of age type of movie. It's very good though, if you ever get a chance. Um, and then I have not watched anything, uh, except wrestling and Twin Peaks. So that's about it. There was a pay-per-view last weekend that was horseshit. <laughs> TLC, yeah. It started out great. Two good matches, then it got really bad. And then the main event I loved until uh, Kyrie Sane got injured and it kind of fell apart. But it was still fascinating to watch. Uh, to watch how they uh, improvise on the fly to try and close out a match. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed none of this because I was playing WWE Champions, I think, at the time. So... I was just kind of listening. The pay-per-view was so dull, I just couldn't care less. Yeah, the Bray Wyatt stuff was stupid. Uh, oh, my Viking God. Raiders, it was dumb. Um, there's like a, with every WWE pay-per-view, there's like three matches that shouldn't be on the show. You know, And they always just drag the show down. If, if, if they just did four or five matches, it would be great. But yeah, too much garbage. I hear you. That I what was going on with that Bray Wyatt bullshit? It was so uh, I, I didn't I didn't get it. Yeah, like I don't know what they were trying to he came out in a sweater, not as the fiend, 
And yeah. they were trying to tell the story, like, I guess at the beginning, that he wasn't even fighting the Miz. The Miz was just fighting him, and he wasn't even fighting back. But then he did try and fight back, and, like, he, he wasn't doing so good. And then, So I don't know what they were trying It would have been better if they just had the Miz just beat the holy hell out of him the whole time. You know? I don't yeah. know. But then, like, he's really playing to the crowd. Like, uh, you know, anytime they cheer for, like, yowie wowie, then he'd stop and, like, put his, both of his fists under his chin. Like, gee whiz, guys, you love me. Like, and then, I don't it was just fucking weird. And then Daniel Bryan came out because he got a haircut. And I was like, all right, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> well, I, I don't Daniel know. Bryan, was, that's his old look when, you know, when he was the American dragon, Daniel Bryan, back in those days. Yeah, I hear you, but. Now he's just Daniel Bryan with a haircut. He's he's not the American dragon. <laughs> no beard either. Shave the beard. I know, but you know he came out on SmackDown tonight and he still did his fucking yes jump the whole way to the ring. So he's just Daniel Bryan with short <laughs> hair now. But all right, but does that I, make him tough don't now? You think they, like he was so good as the uh, Planet's Champion when he had that belt made out of hemp and everything. Mm-hmm. That was so awesome. Yes. They, don't you think they yeah. ended that too soon? Like there's still a lot of meat left on that bone. You know what I'm saying? And they just got rid of that. Well. They probably had to squeeze another Seth Rollins segment in or another Roman <laughs> Reigns segment in. You know, you, you, I think that hemp belt thing, I don't know. I only remember it last in like mm, two weeks. He only had it a couple of weeks, and then he lost to Kofi at WrestleMania, and and that was it. Because yeah, I, I remember us talking about it, and we said, oh, after he lost, we were like, uh, you know, he should still just walk out with that belt. He's still the planet's champion and always keep playing that angle up. And, no, nah, they had none of it. They, they sell those in WWE shop, you know, and uh, that would be a good belt for, like, our fantasy league, you know. How much is but, it? I think about 300 bucks <laughs> For a piece of wood? Maybe 250 Somewhere around there. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> For two fifty, I better be able to roll that thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, hey, NXT this week, Rhea Ripley beat Shayna Baszler mm. out something. Yeah, that that for me probably match of the year so far. I mean, <laughs> there's only a week or Larry, two to go, but Larry, Larry didn't watch it. Larry didn't watch it. Uh, no, I no, not at all. Any chance right, Rhea well, Ripley? Uh, punch Shayna Baszler's eyebrows back onto her face? <laughs> I don't think so, no. No. Nah. <laughs> uh, Shirai was also on now, so that was nice. You know, you know, you know what Shayna Baszler, like, when she makes it up to the main roster, they should change her character up. They should call her Australopithecus, and she just comes out with, like, a big fucking club and stuff. That's what I think. Wow, look at Larry, busting out the big terms. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else to discuss? Um, I don't think. I got nothing. All right. Oh, wait, hold on. Well, yeah, Tuffy's there. Just wait a minute, though. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, like Christmas. I mean, next time uh, Christmas will be over next time we talk. So, like, you got all your Christmas gifts bought and all that shit, Mike, though? Uh, Actually, yes. Yes. They just arrived today, most of them. Mm -hmm. And can you say what you got, like, your mom? Uh, I got her a new TV. Nice. Yeah. What kind? Like a, like a smart TV or just a regular old TV? I, well, I don't know how, like, by smart you mean, like, into the internets and everything? Cause, yeah, you know, Wi-Fi and all that shit, I guess. Yeah, she, she doesn't need all that. She, yeah, yeah, my mom wouldn't be able to. 
This is just for her. This is just for her bedroom, not like because um, her right. her other TV's got issues. So yeah, I got her that. Then my nephews, I just got them like gift cards for iTunes. You know. Yeah, that's good. Those kids are just always on their phones. And then my uh, just gift card. That's why I just get gift cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It's way easy. Uh, did did you, did you give it to your mom yet, or are you waiting till Christmas? Uh, yeah, wait till Christmas. Oh, okay. Christmas. Now, will you wrap that, or were you just like, "Hey, ma, here's a That's box the thing. with the TV in it"? Yeah, I know it came in a box, and uh, I'm looking at it right now. I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm wrapping. That's a lot of work, you know. Listen, dude, put the ten <laughs> minutes of effort in for your mom. <laughs> I think at some point. Oh, so you wrap the presents you give to your mom and everything? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I don't, I don't know. It's Christmas. That's what it's about: unwrapping gifts and shit. Give her some I'm, I'm well for a on, minute. I'm well on my way to being like Scrooge. I think. Hey, aren't they? They're, oh. There's like a uh, commercials for a Christmas Carol TV series. Did you see that? Really? Uh. Uh-uh. I can't remember what channel it's on, but it's like a, a Scrooge and all those fellows. But it's a series, not just a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, I watched Please. Scrooge last night. You know, my my favorite one was Alistair Sim from like 1951. Oh. Yeah. I love it. All right, let's see. Here's Tuffy. Tuffy's got his hand up, so he must be angry. About Holy it. hell. <laughs> Tuffy. Hello. Hey, What's it's up, Tuffy, man? everybody. Uh, thanks for the presents. Yeah. We uh, we took care of Tuffy and Jank for Christmas because uh, yeah. we were yeah. the show for the past year. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had to get him something. I'm going to have to watch I'm sorry, but Tuffy, did all the presents arrive yet? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thanks for the Oscar socks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Tuffy, I just want to oh, say, God. but you probably already know this, that uh, when Mike and Dell and I were discussing this, you know, we just said, like, Dell said, well, I'll, I'll just take care of Tuffy and you just take care of Jank. So, uh-huh. like, those beans and shit, I had nothing to do with any of that bullshit, you guys. Yeah. I wouldn't have said that. I would have geared yeah. it more yeah. towards something you would have actually liked. <laughs> no. Well, he yeah. said I love the – yeah, I got Tuffy uh, uh, some Oscar socks. I got Street Dreamer some Oscar socks, too, for Christmas. But <laughs> that's the best gift. That's the gift you can give to anybody anytime. Oscar socks. They're great. Now, um, Mike Dell, did you send him like a? Is that an entire case of good bean? It's like in a giant box. Yeah, I was surprised yes. the box is so big. Uh, it's supposed to be like six bags of good bean. Have you tried the good bean oh yet, God. Tuffy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I only ever eat the sea, the sea salt, the plain sea salt one, and I was like, yeah, but Tuffy likes all kind of crazy food. I'll get him a variety. So I think you you have like six food, different flavors, though. right? Yeah, I tried the sea salt ones, and it's like, why would I eat dry hummus? <laughs> oh, no. Now, have you tried any of the other flavored ones? No, I have not uh, risked that venture yet. <laughs> why, why don't you it's bust tuffy. open a bag right now and throw a couple in and, and let me know what it, what it tastes right. like? Tuffy, they're, they're very crunchy, and they're they're an excellent source of protein. Yeah, uh, let's see. That's a we great gift if you're his dietitian. 
Yeah, I don't think I ever expressed the concerns of like being blocked up on the show, so I don't know where this came from. We'll try sweet sriracha. Oh, sriracha. Wow, I don't even know what that is. Is that like spicy? I don't think I've ever had sriracha. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the new hot sauce. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's very exciting. But whenever uh, Tuffy tweeted out the picture, I think he. I think he took the picture from on top of the box of Good Bean. Like, it was that big. He was standing on the box and then yeah, I, took it was, down. I was surprised at the size of the box. Uh, they're just in, like, these little pouches. So I don't know if you need a box that big. But, yeah. Um, yeah it was just so dry. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're roasted uh, chickpeas. For those who aren't don't know what we're talking about, uh, like yeah, I, oh wow, I do like a chicken. Like these are fine, but it's like eating like uh, uh, like crackers. It's like you need something to moisturize these things. You say things yeah, like a that's a bad thing. It's like eating crackers. Crackers are tremendous. <laughs> chicken in a biscuit's delicious. <laughs> We also uh, got Tuffy all three seasons of Twin Peaks on DVD. So, so Tuffy, uh, hopefully you had a chance yeah. to catch up before we, we talk about the final See, two episodes tonight. Once again, I thought to myself, <laughs> it's odd because he's had many months now to jump into this if he wanted to and chose not to. So why would you buy him the DVDs? Because well, I figured he wanted to, but he was shy. He was, But he has Netflix. No. No. no, he doesn't have yeah. I do right do now, or I could have, yeah, at the moment, because I forgot to cancel it after I watched the Breaking Bad movie, so I paid, like, $30 uh, to watch that at this point. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. I also <laughs> but any day now, you're going to be tempted Plus. to watch those Twin Peaks DVDs, and you're going to, you have them. They're there, you know? They're there. Yeah. Them. They certainly are. And then, uh, I, I also, we also got you the uh, FIFA 20 for PlayStation. Yeah. No, that seems like a good gift. Yeah, like that's that? a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing with Tuffy. Because uh, when I'm trying to decide what to buy somebody, you're like, oh, maybe they have this already. But with Tuffy, I don't have to worry about that because I know he's so damn cheap. He ne- He's still playing like FIFA 12, <laughs> you know? So I know I know FIFA 20. Now, last year I got FIFA 19 because it was on sale oh, at, like after New Year's. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Wow. So you get a little slate upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Um, well, enjoy the gifts, Tuffy. Uh, I was going to get you a uh, Ozzy Osbourne Funko because I was looking yeah. for that. But like, they're like three hundred dollars. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yes. Well, I, I think offended because, if you, spent... you know, when they made the Ozzy, they weren't making eight hundred thousand of each figure yeah. at that point. He's you know, they were probably only making yeah. a thousand of them or something like that because it wasn't the fucking oversaturated bullshit that it is at this point. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I almost got you an Ozzy Osbourne T-shirt as well, um, but I, okay, I opted out at the last second. I'm like, eh, you probably have yeah. thirty Ozzy Osbourne T-shirts. I have one. Oh, right. see, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> you should have went with your guts, Mike Dell. <laughs> He loves the good bean. Yeah. <laughs> he can put on his Oscar socks. He can slap some Twin Peaks in the DVD player and enjoy <laughs> some good bean. And that is an evening. That is an evening. 
Tuffy, you, you, it, you it's would something. definitely enjoy season one of Twin Peaks for sure. It's I'll watch good, it eventually, but like, uh, you know, I'm busy. I hear you. You don't have to tell <laughs> me. I, I know what you're saying. He's very busy with the champions. Yeah. Champions. Did you get Mr. T on champions, Tuffy? No. Was I supposed to? <laughs> no. A pretty fool. Yeah, I didn't get him either. Is he even good? Uh, Was it worth it? I don't know. I don't know yeah. if he's good or not. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. But Merry Christmas, Tuffy. Thanks for yeah. carrying the show. Funny time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if you do it again next year, maybe some more good bean for you. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in mind. All yeah. of a sudden, I gotta go. <laughs> he's gonna hang up. <laughs> yeah, Friday night just got real busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I assume Jank saw Star Wars last night too. Uh oh, did he you did see, it, see Star Wars? Yeah. Well, so oh, you went we got... out to see it on the opening night, Tuffy. Yeah. He just he loves Star Wars. Look at you. Did you uh, go by yourself, well, or did you go with friends? No, by myself. <laughs> Was That's it very way, crowded? Tuffy. Yeah, by the time I bought tickets, there was only like one left for the six o'clock showing, so I just figured, yeah, I'll just go by myself. That's fine. Holy hell! Yeah. It's gonna be right, terrible well, anyway. So. Yeah, is is Jank on the line? Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe you guys can talk Star Wars. Jank. Hey guys. Hey, it's Kevin Jank. I, uh, How's it going? I like to keep you guessing when we're bringing you on, Jank. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was almost in the middle of eating a cookie. <laughs> I had to chew Ooh, real quick. What, what, what kind of cookie? Uh, Chips Ahoy. Oh, that's a that's a good one, yeah. yeah. Do they still taste like sawdust? <laughs> well, not as much as the meat at Taco Bell. <laughs> that's the good bean you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't had a Chips Ahoy since I was like eight years old, but I used to love them when I was a kid, yeah. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> and I agree with Tuffy. Thank you guys very much for the gift. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. Now, now, Jank, I'm sorry that you had to hear what Tuffy got, because I'm sure you're very jealous that you didn't get good beans. <laughs> <laughs> or or like not talk. very good bean. <laughs> but, yeah, it, Jank, would you like to share with Tuffy what uh, Larry picked out for you? Oh, uh, well, I got a uh, Laura Palmer Funko. Nice. Yep. And my one and only Funko is a dead woman wrapped in plastic. <laughs> Good That's your only Funko? You don't have any? I thought for sure you would have some Funkos. No, oh, wow. not yet. Maybe I'll have to huh. finally dive in. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nine now, I noticed. Damn. Nine Funkos. That's a lot. Are they all Aska? Uh, four Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get up to seven, so you have one for every day of the week. <laughs> yes. you gotta All right, so up. you got a, a Laura Palmer Funko. <laughs> yep, uh, a Twin Peaks book. Uh, it's kind of like I guess it's uh, collecting some of the best articles from this wrapped in plastic magazine. Uh, so that hey, was cool. hey, quick, quick question about Twin Peaks books. You you said you have the secret history of Twin Peaks? 
Yes. Uh, I have that one on audiobook, and I have the final dossier both in real book and audiobook, actually. I guess there was also a biography of Dale Cooper that was written when the show first came out. Did you ever hear of this? Really? I know there was a book um, that was like supposed to be his tapes to Diane. I didn't know there was an actual uh, biography of him. Yeah, now. I think it's an actual biography. Uh, hmm. It's tough to find, but uh, some people on Reddit found it on like the UK Amazon or something. And also, in that secret history of Twin Peaks, Jank, uh, are you aware that there's a there's a big picture of an owl in the book? Oh, you know what? Since I listened to it on audiobook, no. <laughs> Never oh, that's that. right. Yeah, yeah. So apparently the book uh, has a big picture of an owl, because, uh, you know, owls are not what they seem. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you wear, like, blue and red glasses like Dr. Jacoby, and you close one eye or something and when you look at it, <laughs> uh, it, it becomes the face of a gray alien. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, oh, I'm gonna have to buy All that right. book <laughs> in actual form. <laughs> so, so you got the Twin Peaks book, the Laura Palmer. What else? A uh, big Marvel encyclopedia just came today. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think cool. I might have that. I don't know. Is it like a really big book? Like <laughs> it's pretty big, but it's like a new edition. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I think, I think it's twenty nineteen or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I have some enormous Marvel book. It might be like the uh, History of Marvel or something, but it's enormous. And I got it many years ago. I still never read it, but it looks nice. <laughs> it looks yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's good coffee table material, nothing else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, Good Bean? Did you get you some Good Bean? <laughs> no, but he got me a gift card for Taco Bell, which is oh, much better. Oh. <laughs> I'll definitely get used out of that. <laughs> Well, I'm sure Tuffy would never trade his good bean for Taco Bell, though, so that's right. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Taco Bell's well, good. Well, well, Merry Christmas, Jank. It is. Merry Christmas. Thank you, guys. Jank. I really appreciate it. With, without you guys, right there, there would be no show. <laughs> so, thanks to both I, of you. I, I'm glad you got the gift card, because I got an email, I think, yesterday, and it said something about... UPS tried to deliver that package, but nobody was there to receive it. And I'm like, it's a fucking gift card. Just put it in the fucking mailbox, you jackass. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird I mean, thing. Like, Sometimes they get confused and don't know what to do. And it's just like <laughs> – so they actually what they did is – I guess it must have come UPS. And whenever UPS things come, they drop it off at this like – uh, like White Hen, like Seven Eleven type pantry store that's around here, <laughs> and they basically hold on to it. Why? Weird. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a scam. Very strange. I guess it's like a UPS. You know, it, like they have some kind of deal with UPS where there's some kind of an authorized location. But uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Huh. Yeah, because so, then. When- I got an email today saying your package was picked up, and I'm thinking, what? I didn't even tell Jank that he needed to go get it yet. I was just going to tell him on the show. Like, I didn't want to break it to you in a, in a message. I was like, oh, I'll tell him on the show. Ha ha, you got to go make an effort for this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. But you, you got it. Off so, work all right. to the UPS. <laughs> yeah, because if, if I had to go pick up something at UPS, I would have no idea where to fucking go. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I know where there's there is a UPS in like Bedford Park, 
which uh, is not easy to get to. I used to work there. Tuffy, what do you, uh-oh, Tuffy really? likes Bedford Park. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Tuffy, when huh. you say you used to work there, did you used to work in Bedford Park or at UPS at Bedford Park? At UPS in Bedford Park, loading the brown trucks. Holy hell. Oh, yeah. You're a loader. Belte! Yeah. My, my uncle did that, and then uh, our, Larry, our buddy Eric Fry used to be a truck loader for UPS, remember, back in the day? Yeah. Yep. Tough work, right, Tuffy? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way he was doing it. <laughs> eh. All right. <laughs> I didn't think it was that hard. You know, move a couple boxes. <laughs> but then, how long were you there for? Summer. Don't the trucks get really hot and you're moving all this truck around? Oh, see, I didn't work there in the summer. This was uh, after college, before law school. So I worked there from like November to April or something. Oh, okay. And then I got a uh, went back to caddying for the summer. Yeah, how about that? All right, Tuffy, do you golf? Yeah. Ah. Huh. Are you any good? Nah, not really. Man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit it far, but. Are you a better golfer than the UPS job was hard? (laughs) What? No. (laughs) Because his reaction to both was, eh. So I'm just wondering. (laughs) I was was on the golf team in high school um, until junior year, and then we were getting a new coach. And they were basically like, "Uh, if you don't get a lot better, the new coach is going to cut you. (laughs) So I didn't even come back the next year. (laughs) I was basically cut from the golf team. Which is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I got cut from the golf team too, so you know. Wow, you guys are yeah. like twins. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're like uh, all right. You're well, like Cooper and Dougie Jones. Two of you guys. <laughs> we could have played against each other one time, and wouldn't even know. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's spoil the fuck out of Star Wars because I want to know what the fuck happened in this movie. <laughs> It's really I heard dumb. Street Sorry, Street yeah. Dreamer. Street Dreamer loved it. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh. All right, really hold is. on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say disclaimer for everybody: if you don't want to know what's going to happen in this Star Wars one, I'd stop listening for a while. Fast forward a while. <laughs> All right. All right. Go. Tell me everything. Um, <laughs> now, Tuffy, how did you feel about this one compared to Last Jedi? Like I thought, Last Jedi was still worse, like and that it was more embarrassing. But yeah, this one was it's, dumber. <laughs> it's bad, but in different ways. Yeah. That's um, all right. Like, <laughs> so yeah, the like this one's dumb in every way. It's dumb in the writing, dumb in the plotting, dumb in the execution, <laughs> dumb in the new stuff they add to the force and everything they do. Oh God, that was the worst. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well I will explain that. Do. Yeah, explain that part of it. So I'll just do a quick run through of the plot, but there's a lot of it, so we'll see how quick it goes. <laughs> yep. So it starts with Kylo finds some little gadget that then uh, he can use that to go to some planet where Palpatine is. And Palpatine's, like, hooked up to some machine. Like, his body's pretty much dead, but he's still alive somehow. And he tells <laughs> yeah, they don't really explain Kylo Ren. He's still alive and back. Yeah. He just is. 
yeah, he tells Kylo Ren he's got to bring Ray to him so they can, I don't know, turn her or kill her. I forget. Then you cut to. He, he wants it. He says to Kylo Ren that he wants to kill her, but I guess that yeah. was not his plan. Yeah. So then you cut to Ray and or uh, Finn and Poe and uh, Chewie are on the Millennium Falcon getting some, you know, like message from a spy from the First Order to bring back to Leia. And this is where the stupid jumped right up a notch because. They are getting the message, and then some TIE fighters start coming in to chase them. So they jump to light speed, and then they jump right out, and the TIE fighters are still right behind them, which is like, how does that work? And then they jump right back to light speed and jump right back out, and the TIE fighters are still there, and they jump right back to light speed. It's like I was sitting there hearing in my head Han Solo saying, this ain't like dust and crop kids. You make one wrong calculation, and you run into a star too close to a black hole. But no, now it's just like an on-off switch, basically. <laughs> yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty weird. Yeah. There's also so they a get new back like, to... crew member aboard who's like this CGI bullshit who just like screams a lot and is really annoying yeah. to tell. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about all that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so they get back to the rebel base where they give the message to Leia and the message is about Palpatine being alive and they know I think they know where he or uh they know he's alive but they don't know where he is. Leia's training Ray Jedi stuff, and Ray is just chanting, "Be with me, be with me, be with me." And I don't know. Yeah, at that point, you don't know what the hell she's talking about. Yeah, <laughs> she wants to get laid. So then, yeah. So they come back, and uh, Ray says, "Oh, I was reading something in those books I stole from, you know, the Jedi place Luke was that said something about some Sith temple or something or other." And so Luke was trying to find this place before he gave up on being a Jedi. So there you go to the last place that Luke had gone to some big desert planet, some forbidden desert. They show up there and it's like <laughs> some huge festival with these aliens are having like space burning man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they get there and they start looking around and next thing you know, Lando's there for some reason and knows who they are for some reason Yeah. and pulls them into this little Lando. thing and says, Hey, <laughs> I couldn't understand what he was doing uh, in this movie. He would just show up and disappear for part of the movie and then come back. Yeah, apparently Lando's just been hanging out wherever Luke ditched him like a decade ago the whole time (laughs) and tells him, hey, here's what Luke and I were here to find. There's something you got to go look for. So they go out in the desert looking for it. Uh, This was all in the trailers pretty much where they're like getting chased by the stormtroopers, jumping off the speeder things and then go find what they're looking for, except they fall in some quicksand. And then this is where another stupid thing happens. There's like, they're in these little burrows down there and they're like, Oh, I wonder what made these things. I hope we don't run into it. It's some big snake thing. And Ray tells him, don't hurt it. Don't hurt it. Just walks up to it, puts her hand on it. And Oh, it had a scratch and she was able to heal it with the force. So then it just went away. (laughs) Yeah. Which none of that made any sense. They uh they they've been pushing that hard this week because Baby Yoda did that in the Mandalorian this week. Oh uh, yeah, well apparently this is some new thing where you can just put your hand on somebody and heal them like Mister Miyagi. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Even if they're like basically dead, which we'll find out later in the movie, you can basically bring yeah. them back to life. So then they get out of the sand pit and they see there's some ship up there that was uh belonged to some Jedi hunter that uh, was who. That's what. Luke and uh, Lando were after when they were looking, which didn't seem that hard to find, so I don't know why they didn't find it when they were looking, but 
There's some dagger, I guess, too, that has some uh, Sith writing on it that tells them where they have to go. So they're all getting in this abandoned so ship, getting it up. In this movie. Yeah, getting it up, running again. And Ray senses Kylo Ren's nearby, so she just kind of wanders off by herself, doesn't tell anybody where she's going or what she's doing. Uh, when the ship's about ready to go, they tell Chewie to go get Ray, but she's off like this is the, the trailer scene where the TIE fighter's like flying right at her in the desert. She jumps over it, cuts the wing off, goes crashing. Oh, yeah. So then it's her and Kylo Ren, you know, like a thousand yards apart who are going to start fighting, except then Ray, Ray sees that Chewie got arrested by some stormtroopers when he was trying to find her, and they're taking <laughs> him off on some transport. So she uses the force to start pulling it back towards the ground, and then Kylo starts using the force to fight her using the force. And it's all very <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And then she accidentally force lightnings and blows up the ship. So Chewie's dead now, um, <laughs> except not three minutes later, uh, the ship flies away and they're all on it. And she says, oh, Chewie's still alive. I can sense him. And it's like, what, what, what? <laughs> so he was on yeah, some, other on some other transport, transport. ship, yeah. <laughs> which wasn't on the planet. They didn't show a second transport ship. So I don't know what the point of that three-minute hide-and-seek trick was. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it just made him desperate enough to try to wipe C-3PO's memory, which was another thing. Yeah, that didn't well, make I guess sense. that was the excuse to get them to then so go. He use his memory. <laughs> this was the excuse to get them to go on to a Star Destroyer now, and it's not like um, Star Wars where they're kind of sneaking around the Death Star. They just kind of run around and shoot stormtroopers and do whatever, and like don't try to hide the fact that they're there at all. No. Uh, so Ray then ends up in Kylo's quarters, and this is where they start doing that, like, oh, yeah. force magic where they can talk to each <laughs> other again, which, again, yeah. is like, I still don't understand how that's a thing. And they I have a lightsaber mental, fight. I would, I would be all right with it, I think, but it's clearly not. Yeah, but not. they can interact physically. Yep. Because <laughs> they have, like, a lightsaber fight through this, like, while they're miles apart. Yeah, they're on, like, totally so separate they, planets, but it keeps cutting between yeah. where, where yeah. Ray is and where he is, and it's just stupid. Yeah. So they figure out somehow they get off of that. I don't even remember. It's all stupid. And they get back to <laughs> the Rebel base, and then 3PO says, oh, this is Sith language, but my programming doesn't permit me to uh, translate Sith writing unless you do something to me that also erases my memory and then I can translate it, but I have to be rebooted basically. And it's like, so then they go to do that. That's where Carrie Russell comes in because she's Ooh. on this planet. I just woke she's up. She's in like a cost, a bounty hunter costume. Hey, yeah. You would never see more the, than her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. All right. Not the kind so of costume this place. I was hoping for. Yeah. They go to this place and then it turns out Poe used to be a spice smuggler and this was his old crew uh, and they're the ones who know how to do it. And so, remember, Tuffy, remember from that Star Wars comic book we read? He was a uh, spice yeah. pirate or, uh, or whatever. Yeah. The outer rim. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Not even any space hookers in this movie, unfortunately. No, that would have helped. Yeah. So, 3PO translates the thing. And again, it says you got to find some other thing to tell you how to get to this planet. There's a lot Palpatine of fucking things in this movie. Yeah. 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 And Carrie Russell, like, so she's then, so pissed at Poe, but then immediately, without any, like, reasoning, is just like, oh, now I'm helping you, and I love you again. Yeah. There's, like, no, yeah, there's another, no transition at all. There's, like, scenes missing. 
Yeah, I don't know how deep we want to dig in the details, but there's another MacGuffin she has that says this is the only way to get off the planet because the Empire's so ingrained here and, you know, it's hard to get off the planet. And this is my ticket out of here. And then as they're trying to escape, she just gives it to him and says, here, you take it. But then later she shows back up, even though this planet got blown up, so she still found another way off the planet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so the yeah. the little Sith writing says the the thing you need is on the wreckage of the second Death Star that's on a moon of Endor, but I don't think the forest moon, because it didn't look like the forest moon, so it must have been some other moon it crashed on. I don't know. <laughs> Unless it was, like, a different part. Maybe it's not all foresty. Maybe yeah. A lake you think somewhere. they would have put Ewoks in if they were on the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. They saved that so, for the end. Yeah, so they show up to this planet, and then there's some other people there who are defectors from the First Order. So Finn's real good friends with them now, and they're going to help them and go join the Resistance. And then Ray rides out to the ship and finds the thing. And then Did Kylo shows up. Once? and Yeah. <laughs> then Kylo shows up and uh, they have another lightsaber fight and he breaks the thing that she came to find so now there's only one of them the one that Kylo has Uh, they're fighting and fighting and fighting and then for some reason Leia like force connects to Kylo and just says Ben and that's apparently enough to turn him to not be a Sith anymore and at the same time Rey stabs him in the gut yeah. So she also sensed that Leia was like reaching out to him, so she felt bad, so she healed him with that stupid force healing thing that they have now. And then she ran off and stole his ship that had the little thing to tell him how to get where they need to go for Palpatine, and he was left on that planet without a ship. But Le- he somehow yeah. got out of there later. I don't know. There's really so, there's no sense of jeopardy at all in this movie because you can just keep bringing people back to life. <laughs> Yeah, it was like also the case wrong that with them. until she went and jumped into his ship, I thought the whole time it was like the Force Connection thing they were fighting again, but it was like, wait, he's actually there? How the hell did he know to go there? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. You couldn't even tell when they were actually in the same place. Yeah, so then Ray flies off to the planet Luke was on last movie because she's going to do the same thing Luke did, and she burned the ship because she's going to exile herself to this planet because she's worried. Uh, she found out already that she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Kylo told her that, which is just like, what? Who? <laughs> Palpatine's yeah. granddaughter? That yeah. did not seem planned at all. <laughs> it felt like no. they were really reaching there. <laughs> yeah. There were no clues to lead up to that. No. Whatsoever it was just like, movies. yeah, during the lightsaber fight, I think Kylo Ren just told her, like, your parents were nobody, but your grandfather was the Emperor Palpatine. And it's like, huh? What? And then other people in the movie gasped, and I wanted to punch them, and it was all stupid. <laughs> well, it's not like her and parents why... would be nobody if they were the yeah. one of them was the child of Palpatine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's weird. Like, why oh, didn't the... Emperor Palpatine have a plan with the mom? Like, why? What? Why is Ray the chosen yeah, one, but not her mother? <laughs> yeah, that's another good question. So. Also, why weren't the Jedi aware that, like, Palpatine's kid was, like, a super strong Force user and maybe have been a little bit more aware that he might be, too? Yeah. I don't know. None of it makes any sense. Yeah. Also, the, the, I think my, the stupidest part was right here, because then Kylo, still a little unsure if he's good or bad, but then Han Solo's there somehow to talk to him and tell him, 
Yeah, and he's yep. not like a Jedi, so it's not a Force ghost thing, but he's he's just there. I believe they said something. They tried to say, like, I'm only a memory, but they're having new conversations. That's not (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he convinces him that, oh, no, you should be good now, and that's enough to flip him 100% back to being a good guy. So, yeah, Yeah, so now Kylo's on this – Kylo's now exiled herself uh, on this planet where Luke was last movie, and she's getting ready to throw the lightsaber into the burning pile that is the ship she came on. And then as she throws it, Luke catches it, which a force ghost is not supposed to be able to interact with, like, physical space. <laughs> so that makes no sense. So I was annoyed at that. Yeah. And then Luke Clearly tells her, like, no. As of the last one where, like, Yoda was doing shit. I mean, he caused lightning to strike the thing. He didn't actually mm-hmm. touch stuff. It's yeah. so stupid. Yeah. So then Luke <laughs> convinces her, like, you're not bad just because your dad was Palpatine. And I don't even remember him mentioning, like, hey, my dad was Vader and look at me, which would have been the obvious thing to say. But <laughs> Yeah. So he convinces her, like, you should leave because my X-Wing is still here. And then for some reason he uses the Force to get it out of the water for her, and she doesn't do it for herself, <laughs> which also was stupid. Also, it's been in the water for like how five years at least by now. Like yeah, never for a long time. Like, yeah, this thing is still in working condition. Yeah. So now Ray flies off to the planet where Palpatine is. She leaves some tracker thing so the rest of the resistance can follow her. And Kylo Ren also flies to this place behind her. She runs into Palpatine and he tries to convince her that he needs to kill her so that she can absorb all of his power and the power of all the Sith that have ever existed, which also makes no sense in, like, the canon yeah. of Star Wars, what he was saying. This is the worst. All this stuff, like, I'm all the Sith and you're all the Jedi. <laughs> it's like, what the yeah, fuck he's in like he's in, like, Megazord. some big arena with, like, thousands of people watching this, and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And then also the Palpatine's planet has, like, a thousand star destroyers on it that all (laughs) are able to blow up planets. So they have like a thousand death stars now, but they're really small. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I somehow built this without anyone knowing, like how much resources it's got to take. Yeah, and they fully staffed them without anyone else being there somehow. Yeah. Pretty amazing. So... Uh, the next stupid thing was Kylo shows up <laughs> later, and uh, Ray is fighting against the Emperor while Kylo's fighting to try and get to them. Kylo doesn't have a lightsaber or anything, so Ray like holds it behind her back, and then it magically teleports into his hand, even though they're not anywhere near each other. And then he uses yep. it to get to the Emperor. The Emperor uh, says they have a didactic life force, which is going to let him become fully alive again, and he, like, sucks their souls out or something. I don't even know what's happening at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So now he's back to full strength. He's fighting the two of them. Also, Ray has Leia's lightsaber now because Leia, in, like, a 30-second cutscene, Luke explains that he was training Leia to be a Jedi, but she foresaw that the end of her Jedi path was her having to kill her own son, so she gave up being a Jedi. So now Ray has Leia's lightsaber, and Kylo has Aunt Luke's Anakin's lightsaber. One of the blue ones, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all... probably. Which Luke's also, I thought that one because I watched one. the Last Jedi. 
on Wednesday night, and they broke that one in The Last Jedi, so I don't know where that one came from. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so they're fighting the Emperor. Uh, he kind of knocks them both out or something, because they're both on the ground. He, and then... he throws uh, Ben, like, off some cliff, basically. Yeah, yeah. So then it's just Ray fighting him, and she's using the one lightsaber, and then she picks up the other lightsaber and, like, crosses him, and he's trying to force lightning her, and she turns it back on him and kills him. And then uh, <laughs> when all the resistance came with the few ships they had to fight these thousand Star Destroyers, <laughs> including landing on a ship to, like, charge on horse things, which was also really dumb, Khan... <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. Or, uh, Lando and Chewie went off to send a signal to every other planet in the galaxy, apparently, to tell them to come help. Because then, like, <laughs> a million other ships all start popping up to help fight <laughs> against them. Yep. It and they keep repeating the refrain of, like, uh, they keep repeating the refrain of, like, there's more of us than there are of them. There's more of us. There's more of us. Um,. And the uh, the, the be with they me were ripping thing. off the movie the the part in Avengers Endgame with all the portals basically except no one cared this yeah. time because it was stupid yeah you didn't know who any of these people were <laughs> yes and then the be with me thing was because the Emperor had his whole thing about if you killed him you'll get the strength of all the Sith ever Ray's whole be with me thing was she was channeling the power of every Jedi ever or something <laughs> also stupid yeah. Which, yeah, that's never been set up, and why wouldn't they have done that with Luke before? Yeah, why is this or never any of them when there were a whole order of Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. has changed. They haven't found out anything new. There was no, like, oh, we found this secret book that tells us how to do things. Like, nothing has yeah. changed. Why is this all of a sudden a possibility? Yeah. So, yeah, so then uh, Ray and Ben kiss for some reason. I don't know. And then he yeah. dies. Oh, because he healed her. After the fight, he came back up, and he also had learned how to heal people with the Force. So he healed her from her fight with Palpatine, but that killed him expending that effort right after they kissed each other. Oh, and then, killed him. Yeah, and then the Boy, Resistance wins. Um, and so then Ray takes Leia and Luke's light, Ray and Anakin's lightsabers to the moisture farm back on Tatooine and just like drops them into the sand. Yeah. For like some reason. Down. Yeah, which I don't really understand what that was. But um, the yeah. only good part of the movie that I saw was they had another fat <laughs> guy who in my head I just said, oh, it's Porkins 2.0. And then at one point in the dog fighting, he ate it and blew up, and it was just the best part of the movie for me. <laughs> Seeing Porkins die again. Yeah, Porkins. <laughs> that's pretty good. So that that's oh. the Last Jedi, and it's it's terrible. Thanks, thanks yeah. for that very detailed plot summary there, uh, Tuffy. It ends uh, with oh, yeah. Ray at the end. They're asking her, like some woman on Tatooine asks her what her name is, and she's like, "I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker." It's like what? That's not your name. Yeah. <laughs> claim people's names. <laughs> not your name. You're a Palestine, own it. Uh, listen, Star Wars sucks, but uh, here in that movie, oh, holy hell, that scene sounds terrible. That just it sounds really, terrible. Yeah. It was, it was brutal. And there's so many plot threads that just go nowhere. There's like this whole thing when yeah. they're dying in the quicksand where Finn's just like, Ray, I never told you. And then like he gets cut off. 
And then, like, they never bring that up again. Well, she brings it yeah. up at one point, but he's like, I'll tell you later. And there never they is. They bring it up later. twice after that. She brings it up, and then Poe later brings yeah. up, like, what were you going to tell Ray? And he says, ah, don't worry about it. And then it never comes up again. Yeah. <laughs> Probably never comes up. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> the, uh, they meet that the uh, those former uh, stormtroopers. And there's this one girl who they're she's kind of helping Finn a lot throughout the movie. And then at the end, like all of a sudden, she's just having a conversation with Lando, and he's like, "I'll help you find your family." This is like the yeah. first time they've talked the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, I think Lando was just trying to get like, laid what? at that point. <laughs> yeah, that I could see. Well, That's fitting. Well, I'll say this: if uh, you're listening to this and you could follow all that, understanding <laughs> Twin Peaks will be easy. <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. That was a whole lot of noise. Yeah. So, so I checked Larry the tomatoes, and it's like 85% approval by the audience, and I do not understand that. Yeah, I think it's wow. like 56 by the critics. But, uh, well, because the audience, oh, it's Star that's Wars. Generous. Yay. That's um, <laughs> Larry, hearing that description of the movie, uh, will you go see it now? <laughs> no, but I wasn't going to go see it anyways. <laughs> It's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably, I'll watch it at some point. Redbox or Disney Plus, which I got fucking stuck with because I didn't cancel in time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can cancel before the next month. <laughs> yeah, I already did. Yeah, I already did. <laughs> That's good. So this, so uh, Tuffy, this whole uh, trilogy just didn't have any kind of through line or any. There was clearly no yeah. plan. They were just winging it as they went along, and it did not turn turn out right. So, Tuffy, would you say this is the worst Star Wars movie? It's not as bad as Last Jedi, because that's wow. bad in a whole different yeah. way. That was insulting. <laughs> like, nothing in this movie is as bad as Leia flying from space back onto a <laughs> blowed-up ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that right. would be a low point. But this movie had Leia, Han, Luke, Lando, But what I'm saying is, like, Han and Luke are dead. They're yeah. fucking <laughs> dead. That didn't Han stop him. Han is not, he's not a Jedi. He can't do that ghosty bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. They should let you write the screenplay. <laughs> We've actually followed yeah, the rules. No Han. You know who else? You know who else hates Han Solo is fucking Harrison Ford. Uh, you know he's been dying <laughs> to get out of these movies for years, and then he gets out, and then they bring him back in again. Yeah, he wanted to get killed <laughs> off in Empire. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All the Leia I, stuff too just felt really awkward. Like they were clearly trying well, to because it was like like take, cut scenes from yeah. Rogue One and. Uh, or Force Awakens and stuff. Yep. But they just tried to shoehorn in, and it was all very, I don't know. I think I think every time she said Ray, it was the, literally the same drop of her saying Ray. <laughs> like, it kept sounding out of place with the rest of her sentences. <laughs> yeah. And the, this felt like J.J. Abrams stuck what his idea for a second movie was with his idea for the third movie all into one movie. That's yeah. why there was so much stuff in it. Yeah. And so little character, though. There was, like, Kylo Ren's the only one who had, like, any kind of character arc throughout this entire series. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so Jake, sorry, Street Dreamer. So, so Jake, <laughs> you would say this is the next to like the last Jedi thing was still worse than this? Yeah, I agree. Last Jedi was. Worse. I would say Attack of the Clones <laughs> is still worse too, but. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although I, I won't say that the prequels are better than these because they're not. But I feel like the prequels didn't make me look down on the original trilogy as much as this one does. <laughs> yeah. Big shit on all the characters we love from the original one. Whereas the prequels at least yeah. kind of, you know, you know, it didn't affect those directly. <laughs> yeah. A long, long time ago. <laughs> in a galaxy far away. It's uh it's right. the old Star Wars comic books. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely better than this. guy. <laughs> yeah, space hookers. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well there is your Star Wars review. Um thanks. That was the that was the equivalent of the good bean you know, of movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I would call it, the good bean of movies. <laughs> you should put that in the poster. <laughs> uh, Mike, that would be there. <laughs> yeah, I'd leave the house. <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, is it time for Twin Peaks? Because there's a lot to discuss with well, Twin Peaks as well. Yeah, I hear you. Tommy, are you sad that this is the end of Twin Peaks? <laughs> a heartbroken. Yeah. Well, well Tuffy, <laughs> let me know when you start watching all your DVDs, and we can do another podcast, just me and you, yeah. dedicated to Twin Peaks. I thought about, like, hey, maybe do? I'll watch. <laughs> I did think about, like, oh, hey, I've heard them talk about this for the last three months. I can maybe watch the last two episodes. And I was like, I don't know any character <laughs> besides, like, Dale Cooper and Laura Palmer. There's, like, a log lady or something? Yeah, there's a log lady. Well, that's the ones for the last episode. <laughs> Well, yeah, those two. <laughs> well, um, all right. What the fuck was I gonna say? Um, who cares? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Diane, 11.30 a.m., February 24th, entering the town of Twin Peaks. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Damn good coffee. And hot. Fuck you, Larry, with your monkey ass. Thank you, Larry. We finally reached the end. Uh, two episodes left. <clears throat> this is part 17 of season three. Uh, Larry, do you remember where the last we left off? Like what was going on? No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> um, I mean, overall, I think it was everybody was trying to get to the sheriff station. Yes. Uh, Cooper was finally out of the coma and everything, and he was going to get on the plane with the yes. the two casino brothers and try to get to. Yeah, we, we to, found out Diane was a culpa. They, they killed yep. Diane. All right. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. So this episode opens up in Buckhorn. Uh, what, that's South Dakota, right? Buckhorn, South Dakota. Yep. yep. 
with uh, Gordon, Albert, and Tammy, and they make a toast to the Bureau. Um, and Gordon reveals a secret he has kept for 25 years that before oh, wait, his disappearance. First, there was a great line where uh, he's like, Yeah, I was going to get back to it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I guess, and Albert's like, I guess you've gone soft. He's like, Not where it counts, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not where it counts. And if you notice, Tammy, she kind of smiles. Oh, <laughs> yep. He's giving it to Tammy, probably. All right. So, uh, but he tells uh, Albert he, he has kept a secret for 25 years. Major Briggs shared with Gordon and Cooper a discovery he made about an entity named Jow Day, which over time became Judy. Mm-hmm. And Philip Jeffries also was aware of the entity. And Cooper told Gordon to try and find him if he disappeared. Cole says that the informant Ray Monroe stated that the doppelganger of Cooper was searching for coordinates. So here we get the uh, confirmation of Judy. Yep. Uh, we all knew. Finally, uh, someone talks about Judy on the show. <laughs> yeah. Kept saying um, they weren't going to talk about it. So there's that. Um, and Larry. I like how he said, like, Philip Jeffries, who doesn't really exist anymore. It's not in any conventional sense. But yeah, it's kind of a tea kettle now. <laughs> yeah, he's a teapot. Yeah. So, uh, Agent Headley calls Gordon to tell him that they caught up with Dougie Jones. They're at the hospital, but Dougie's missing. But then Bushnell Mullins comes in and he reads Cooper's me- uh, message to Gordon, which reveals to him that Cooper is Dougie Jones. Tammy looks up Cooper's activities and Gordon says, he knows where he is headed because the message tells him, tells him he's going to go see Sheriff Truman in <laughs> yeah. Peaks, right? It didn't take a keen observational mind yeah. to figure that one out. It literally <laughs> told him he's going to see Sheriff Truman. Yeah, like this website says that Cooper left a coded message for Gordon. It's not really coded. He's like, hey, I'm going to go see Sheriff Truman in Twin Peaks. Not really coded. Well, it's coded in the sense Putting that if you didn't Street. know what he was talking about, you wouldn't know who Sheriff Truman was because he doesn't ever mention Twin Peaks in the note. He just says, I'm going to see Sheriff Truman. That's true. Uh, I suppose that's so it's kind of coded. coded. Like Bushnell <laughs> Mullins doesn't know what the fuck that means. Yeah, yeah but although Albert definitely does. He doesn't know he's what it doesn't room. mean. He doesn't know what it means because it, not because it was coded, just because he's not aware of these people's names. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it was coded, right, but if, it'd be like I mean, know, I guess maybe the they're saying it's coded because of some of the other something. things he That's said. That's code, but this isn't a code. Remember, he said anyway. he uh, made sure to point out that it was two fifty three, in uh, you know, so maybe that had something to do with something. Yeah, yeah, he does. Mention he's like it's two fifty three p.m. Yeah, didn't it? Uh, I'm trying to think back to like the episode one, but when the giant first talks to Cooper way back in like episode one, doesn't ah. he say something about 253? And no, Richard but he does stuff? say something about yep. He says four three zero. Oh, Richard okay. and Linda, two birds, one stone. That's those are the things he tells him to remember. Oh, see, I forgot the two birds, one stone thing. Yeah. Huh. Now, what does that, that all mean? comes back all right. to play? <laughs> Uh, so next we go back to the uh, Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department. That's where everyone's uh, trying to get to, apparently. And we see the drunk, and then we see Chad, the the dick of a police sheriff or deputy. Yep. Uh, and apparently the eyeless woman, her name is NATO, which yeah, kind of a tip off. You only I think get that if you uh, <laughs> yeah if you watch the credits. Basically, I think that's what she's billed as. 
which is kind of Diane backwards, <laughs> at least part of it. Oh, you say? Oh, I suppose, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. All right. <laughs> but then with an L. Uh, so we, oh, an James and Freddie are still there. Freddie, the the uh, garden glove guy with the power of Thor in his fist, <laughs> and uh, James, the, the great <laughs> singer, the great troubadour, James Hurley. <laughs> 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 and she, NATO starts uh, reaching up, and she continues to make noises, and she's aped by the drunk. And, yeah, she just sounds uh, like oh, a then, dolphin. Then we see, uh, I like to think of it as like a monkey. Uh, <laughs> and then we get a little scene of Ben Horn getting, getting a phone call about uh, his brother Jerry. That uh, yeah, Jerry this was is weird. Naked. Yeah. In Wyoming. So yeah. he's, he's apparently wandered quite far. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I'm guessing he, he must says, have uh, wandered into some kind of a lodge portal or something. Like, he I don't said think his binoculars can... killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't care how high you are. Walking all the way to Wyoming from Washington is going to take a while. And probably kill you. <laughs> <laughs> So the doppelganger reaches the woods outside Twin Peaks, uh, arriving at the coordinates that he got. And it's the same location where the sheriff's department found Nato, the eyeless woman. Um, A portal forms, and he is transported to the fireman's theater, where Major Briggs' head floats. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yep. (laughs) Oh, and uh, in that scene, like his... Briggs' head is real big. And then there's kind of like a bell-shaped thing on the left side of the screen. Uh-huh. You know? That's kind of yeah. what I – remember last week I was like, haven't we seen Jeffries as the teapot before? That's what I was thinking of. So to- totally oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so – makes sense. So they call it the Fireman's Theater on this website, but is that the White Lodge or what the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think so, but – there's never official confirmation of that. So basically, Larry, explain what happens here. You take over. Here. What happens? Uh, you're talking down in the jail? No, when Cooper goes through that portal. Um, he goes the through the. P- yeah, yeah, the yeah. The fireman's yeah. kind of still floating, like he likes to do. <laughs> Um, and then there was like, uh, I know they showed the palm, the Palmer house. Yeah. yeah. So like the doppelganger pops up in that place, like on the other side of the screen, opposite from General, General Briggs's big floating head, and he's kind of like in a little caged cube or something. Like his face is in. And then mm-hmm. the uh, the giant waves his hand. The fireman guy waves his hand, and the cube goes into that long pipe, and it gets transported down to earth. Yep. So it's, I, I guess it's basically just like a uh, a subway. <laughs> he took a subway. It's like Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. I think but he I was don't trying to get to the Palmer house so he could meet with Judy. But Is that by what he's sending to him though? to the – I, I think thought he was so. trying to get to the sheriff's station. Yeah. Was he the one who switched the screen to the next thing or was it the fireman? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're saying he uh, doppelganger? Why didn't Why didn't he just uh, go straight to Palmer's he, house though? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe he – I don't know. That's a good question. I'm so confused. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. Because I just don't understand the purpose of going through the portal to being transported back down to Earth when he could have just went to that same spot anyway because it's like, you know, half a mile away. You could have just walked there. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's supposed to take you where you where you need to be, so he just assumed that this would take him. He didn't actually know where he was going because I don't think he still – he never got an answer from Philip Jeffries as far as who Judy was, so maybe he still didn't know and was hoping that would – Point him in the right direction. All right. So he, he ends up outside the police station, and Andy sees him. And he's like, hey, Agent Cooper, we were just talking about you. <laughs> yep. Oh, that Andy. Uh, so he takes him inside, <laughs> and he introduces a doppelganger, everybody. And uh, But, you know, the doppelganger's not exactly a charismatic fella. He seems a little weird, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That hair alone it, with the weird little brute like clip in the back. Well, if you <laughs> want to talk about look. weird hair, what the fuck's going on with Andy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Like, yeah. Just the front of his well, head apparently is straight I, up. <laughs> I was watching some of the special features and apparently when he showed up uh the first day for filming and everything, he had like a big ponytail. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, we got to cut that." <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh he goes in to meet with Sheriff Truman Frank. Uh, Robert Forster, and they're chatting it up. But then he gets a phone call from Dale Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, huh. I like this scene because it finally pays off that whole stupid thing about Lucy not knowing what cell phones are. Because <laughs> she gets a call from, you know, like Agent Cooper while Agent Cooper is supposedly in there with Truman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this time she gets it and realizes there's a problem and comes in with a gun. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, that seems a little weird that she would just come in with a gun. Uh, but the doppelganger Cooper realizes that Robert Forrester is on to him because uh, the phone call going on. And he reaches for his gun, Forrester reaches for his gun, but then there's another crack and it's, uh, it's Lucy. She comes in and she just shoots doppelganger Cooper and kills him. Yeah. <clears throat> Robert right. dead. Here's a question. Yeah. Why, when Lucy shot Bizarro Cooper, did Sheriff Truman's hat pop up in the air? <laughs> I I had that same question. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I thought maybe, like, it went through him and it caught the top of his hat, but there, there's no bullet hole or anything, so I don't yeah. understand what happened with the hat, why it popped in the air. <laughs> I had this weird. Same. Are we sure that it. the doppelganger didn't get a shot off? And just but there still would be a bullet hole it. somewhere, right? I mean, yeah, there should be. All right, I don't know. Maybe he yeah. just like <laughs> he question. lurched back in the chair so fast the hat popped up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. He doesn't yeah, move. When it first but happened, yeah, that could have happened. When it when it first happened, I thought the doppelganger shot him through the head. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did too. At first, yeah. So, and I was like, no. So anyway, Cooper's still on the 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 good Cooper's still on the phone with me. He says, "Hey, don't touch that body. Stay away from the body. Don't let anyone touch." It. <laughs> yep. And it, also, did you think it was weird throughout the whole rest of the scene? Uh, Forrester just remains in his desk chair, never gets out of his desk. <laughs> yeah, he never says so, anything. Yeah. Seems a little weird, but all right. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, so anyway, <laughs> while this is going on, Andy went down to the, the jail cell, and the, the Chad, the bad deputy guy, got out of prison because he had a secret key in his shoe. And here's yeah. what I don't understand about this. He kept waiting for the drunk guy to fall asleep before he took the key out. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, Freddie and James are right there. Like, yeah. Well, maybe he figured they wouldn't rat him out somehow. I don't know why he figured But you that. think they would have started yelling, hey, this guy's escaping or something. You know? but nope. Yeah. Or maybe so, uh, he could bring them with. Well, but why wouldn't they say anything, though? You know what I mean? It just seems weird that they would just be quiet and not pay. Like, they should have them say something. I don't know. Just Yeah, listen, I agree. If I'm in jail for whatever reason, and don't worry about it, but if I'm in jail <laughs> and, uh, and like, I see somebody breaking out of jail, I'm just laying there, and I ain't saying a fucking thing to anybody. Yep. Like, nah, I didn't see anything. I was just reading my boy's Life magazine. Pretend you're NATO and don't have eyes. I saw nothing. Yes. So uh, Chad goes and gets a gun out of the locker there because uh, he has keys. And then he's coming in, and Andy comes in and goes, oh, if it isn't Andy, the great big uh, detective or whatever. And, and he, he goes over to uh, – he's going to kill Andy. But then our buddy Freddy, uh, Iron Fist, <laughs> he uh, he just punches the jail cell door open and cracks Chad in the face and knocks him out. <laughs> yeah, he does. Now <laughs> – Realistically, that's going to kill him. If that guy <laughs> well, punch a jail cell door so hard that it pops right open, it, the the momentum of that door is going to break your skull in half. Well, <laughs> yeah, never maybe know. it was made of styrofoam. Yeah, the, no styrofoam no, the world's an interesting doors. place. People fought a plane and lived. Who knows? Who knows what happens? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Maybe Chad is dead. We don't really see him ever yeah. regain consciousness. Yeah, he so. could be dead. <laughs> fuck Chad. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck Chad. No big loss. So Andy, uh, Andy says he, he needs to take everybody upstairs. Uh, because remember, Andy went into the White Lodge. He had mm-hmm. that experience where he went up in the portal. So he saw some stuff. And... So now he has a sense that he has to bring these people upstairs for whatever yeah. reason. So he brings them upstairs, and he brings them into the office, and they see the dead doppelganger Cooper. And i got to tell you, Lucy seems pretty uh, at ease, the fact that she just killed a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, not only being a, a man, secretary but, is tough. And not just a man, some but someone shit. who looked like a very good friend of hers from years ago. <laughs> she just <Yep>. killed him. <laughs> She's cool with it. On a hunch. <laughs> yeah. She had to get back to ordering chairs. Yes. It's, but she's just standing there with a gun, and, and no one seems taken aback that Lucy just killed a guy. They're all just, oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Lucy just walked <laughs> in and shot a dude in the back. And she's still anyway. holding the gun casually yes. in the hallway. She stands here like, staring no. at the body. You think someone would walk over and like just take the gun away from her at some point? Like it's okay, yeah. Lucy, calm down. It's cool. But no, she's just standing there like dirty Harry, holding the gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. uh, I got to see no problem with this. So Cooper says, uh, "Well, he gets there." So Cooper shows up because he was on his way into town on the cell phone talking to them all. So he shows up and oh, Andy meets him out in the lobby and says, "Oh yeah, they're back this way," and uh, and Cooper puts the ring on the doppelganger's finger. And he dissolves. Oh, oh, we should mention uh, the oh, woodsmen yeah, show up while the doppelganger is dead, and they start doing that magic on him where they dig into his belly and rip the blood out and start <laughs> smothering it all over his face. So mm-hmm. they're uh, 
they're going to bring him back to life again. But uh, Cooper shows up, puts the ring on his finger, and the doppelganger, you know, starts to dissolve and all that stuff. But, uh, but then first, what happens? Uh, yeah. Oh. Huh. Well. Go ahead, Jank. What were you going to No, go ahead, Larry. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. I was eating an almond joy. I didn't know I was going to be put on the spot. But they, they, like, cut Cooper's belly open, and this big rock comes out, and inside the rock is Bob's head. Yeah, and Bob. Bob's mm-hmm. head, the rock, fights the Iron Fist right in uh, Truman's <laughs> office. And it's yes. it's something special. <laughs> it was pretty great. Because this is Freddy's destiny. Freddy was told by the fireman, you know, put that glove on your hand and go to Twin Peaks and meet your destiny. So Freddy exists solely to destroy Bob. And they have this big drawn-out fight. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, uh, Bob keeps basically, like, going after his face. I don't know if he's biting him or what the hell he's doing because it seems to just be a face and a, and a ball. <laughs> but he's fucking yeah. him up in the face. And then uh, <laughs> Freddy takes, you know, a punch, knocks him back, and, like, Ends up punching Bob down to hell, <laughs> where apparently yeah. the fire hardens up his his ball shaped shell, <laughs> and uh, then he comes back out, <laughs> does it again, starts going after Freddy's face all over again, <laughs> and then this time he lands another punch and just shatters it into a million pieces. Yeah, and he said, "Did I do it?" And Cooper says, "You did it, <laughs> Freddy." This is just so weird, <laughs> like. Um, this is like episode 47 of the series, all told. Freddy, yeah. up to this point, has been in like two scenes. <laughs> Yet, uh, yeah. He was at the scene where J- James tells the backstory about the glove. They were in the bar together mm-hmm. where he beats up the guy. And I guess they were thrown in jail. I guess that's technically a scene. I think he, he uh, was technically in the first episode of this season where James is first stalking Renee at the bar. <laughs> like, you do see him. Come in with James. I do remember that because I saw the glove again. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even notice that. But either way, he's barely in the show. Mm-hmm. Yet he's like the most pivotal character in the whole history of Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Strange. <laughs> Here's an, the other thing that's odd, well, too, is, you know, Frank Truman is witnessing all this. And now he's a yeah. pretty by-the-book thing and like he he doesn't seem shocked by any of this either although (laughs) i don't know it just seems weird he's like an old school guy that's just robert forrester in general though i've never seen (laughs) him be like animated or like oh my god but he's always just very laid back but uh yeah it's very strange this is some weird shit going on (laughs) and listen i like freddie i think freddie's a great guy and all but it just seems weird that a character wasn't introduced until like episode 43 or whatever of the series is the guy that mm-hmm. kills Bob, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, he was specially tapped by the the firemen, so. <laughs> I hear you, but still weird. He had to pay off. Uh, so then uh, Cooper asks Sheriff Truman, he's like, hey, do you got that key to the, the, the hotel, the great Northern Hotel or whatever? And he says, mm-hmm. I do. How'd you know about that? And he gave him the key. And then Gordon Cole shows up. Um, oh, wait. Uh, when does Diane come in, uh, Jank? Uh, I think, yeah, Gordon Cole shows up, and then he kind of does the Diane thing. Yeah, pretty, the eyeless lady yeah. starts uh, 
making noises again and chirping, and uh, she gets all agitated, and she walks over to Cooper, and they touch hands, mm-hmm. and then her face goes away, and <laughs> she kind of just, next thing you know, it's Diane, the real Diane, because yep. you can tell she's the real <laughs> Diane because he has short red hair instead of blonde. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to tell you, Larry, uh, I like Laura Dern in the short red hair. I thought that looked oh, good. Oh, I do not. I thought it looked oh, good. Oh, I, I thought it looked good. I was it a fan. accentuated her wrinkles. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. But uh, so, yeah, Diane's back, the real Diane, and and they kiss. Yep. Her and Cooper kiss, and they're going at it. Yeah. He's like, he really is just like he's like he wants to kiss real bad, which is weird yeah. considering what his doppelganger did to her. But uh, uh, he's you know, kind he's of all over. In, uh, he's been in the lodge for twenty five years. He wants some action. <laughs> yeah. So then what happens? Well, he, well, he says he's got to go somewhere, right? Or and he, and he says he loves everybody. Yeah, the, and, the clock seems to have stopped at two fifty three, and it yes. keep it, it tries to move forward, but then it falls back. So it. Time has kind of stopped, and he he just says like, "I have to go somewhere. I hope I see all of you again." And he says something about things. Some things will change. Uh, the past dictates the future. Yes, and also we should mention like throughout most of this, isn't this the scene where like uh, there's a big overlay of Cooper's face over the screen? Yeah, yeah. All happening. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what that what, was about. <laughs> Yeah, is that supposed to imply that this is all just happening in his head? Could be. Well, because at one point in that scene, he says, we're all just living a dream. Living in yes. a dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and his voice gets all like weird and slow and deep like Doppelganger Cooper there. I don't know if that means anything either. Because then this next part... He does it again... So in okay, the next Larry. episode too. Now, at the end of the ne- or like towards the end of the next episode, his voice gets all weird and grouchy. Hmm. Yeah, he's not the chipper, uh, no. happy chipper. You know? When he meets Carrie oh, yeah. King or he's whatever. Been through some shit. All right. Anyways, Carrie Page. Carrie Page. <laughs> Carrie Page. Because yeah, I thought uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but I thought th- I thought she said Karen Page, and I'm like, wait, it's a different yeah, me crossover. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. hell! I, yeah, I did too. Yeah, I thought <laughs> so, Karen Page. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so back at the sheriff's station, uh, Cooper takes Gordon Cole and Diane, and they, they go supposedly to the Great Northern Lodge to the hotel room. But it looks <laughs> nothing like the Great Northern Lodge. It looks like – No. It, at least the hallway, it looks like a dilapidated uh, warehouse or some – it doesn't look like a functioning hotel. I you know what I mean? I think it's well, maybe, like uh, is it not? a boiler room or something like that, like somewhere in the basement. But his but it's the, his room wasn't in the basement. Yeah, it was the key to his hotel room, though. Yeah, the one where he got yeah, shot. That's the, that's the weird thing is, I mean, obviously they've been in that room tons of times, and that didn't take him anywhere, though. So, so that's know. what that's what makes me think like this is still kind of like a dream because it's like not real. I, I don't know. Could but be. anyway, but it does kind of address the uh, the noise that was coming from the Great Northern Hotel that uh, Ben Horn was looking for earlier in the season. Like yeah. apparently, this is what was causing that noise. Yes. The weird humming noise. Um, now, I've got che- to go back and check, but wasn't, like, the first time he heard that noise, wasn't it after he got the key in the mail? 
Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I, I think so. Like, I think it was the key kind of causing it because he had the key in his desk or whatever, but they couldn't ever hmm. tell what it was. But I don't know. Anyway. Um, oh, that could be. So they go uh, – so Cooper says, i got to go through the door. He says something else to them. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but he, he opens up the door, and he walks in, and, and he sees our buddy Mike uh, from the Red Room, the one-armed guy. And he leads them down a long hallway because this isn't the hotel room that he was shot in or a boy. I don't know what it is, but it's just – it's kind of like when uh, the doppelganger Cooper went to beat Philip Jeffries. It's like the yes. same room. Yeah, same we kind see of weird trees, black hallway, and then and we see the trees somewhere else and everything. Yeah, so he gets into the room with Philip Jeffries, the big teapot. That's right, a giant teapot. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks, uh, well, he asks him to take him back to a specific date, like well, like February twenty third, nineteen eighty nine, or something like that, or eighty eight. Yep, I think that's right. Something like that. Basically, the night Laura Palmer was killed. He wants to go back mm-hmm. to that day. So Philip Jeffries, the teapot, um, makes it happen. And Cooper, how does he get? How does he get there? I can't, I can't remember. He just pops up, or uh, yeah, kind of. But I think before that, he he's he's showing him some stuff. He's like, here's how you'll find Judy, which we don't, I don't believe, actually see. But then he shows kind of that weird symbol, <clears throat> that like petroglyph symbol, that's I guess supposed to represent Judy. And it kind of comes apart and makes, like, two diamonds on top of each other, which gradually become either an H or an infinity symbol. <laughs> yes, infinity symbol. Um, yeah, I'm guessing that's that's what it is. And then he says, I'm if you see eight. Gordon Cole, like, uh, you can you can talk to him. Like, he'll remember the unofficial version. Huh. So I guess – I'm guessing that means is once Cooper changes the time – stream, Cole will still remember what the old time stream used to be. Yeah, so basically Cooper goes back in time to the night Laura Palmer was murdered, and he tries to prevent it. When, yep. she, when James drops her off in the woods, he intercepts her before she meets uh, what's that guy's name? Um, Jacques? Leo and uh, Jacques Renault, yeah. Yeah, Leo. I, I couldn't remember Leo. And Ronette Pulaski was there. They were waiting for her. But Cooper gets to her first, and he's leading her through the woods. And she's like, well, where are you uh, taking me? I'm going to take you home. And But as they're walking through the woods, he looks behind, and here he's no longer holding her hand. And she let, he hears a scream, and she's gone. She's just gone. Yeah. But what I liked about that scene was uh, during the original season or whatever, during that – Episode that that scene originally aired. Yeah, Fire Walk with you Me. Know, it was. Is that is that what that's from? Yep. Okay, but you know you know the part in the movie where she screams and she you're like, what the fuck's wrong with this girl? But then like they kind of like, <laughs> yep. hey, she saw Cooper hiding behind a tree. That's what she was screaming about. Yeah, I, I love like that because I had never really thought much about that scene in the in the movie, but when you see this, you're like, oh, there <laughs> was the reason behind yeah. it. That's yeah, so that's good. Fun. I like it. Yeah, it's a callback. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Um, before that, before she screams, though, we cut back to uh, Twin Peaks, and we see uh, the scene where uh, 
Pete kisses Catherine, you know, Piper Laurie, to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's going to go out and remember Pete's the one who finds Laura Palmer's body wrapped in plastic. We also get a little bit of Josie there as well, doing her makeup. So it's <laughs> nice to see Josie again. A little bit. Um, but when Cooper intercepts <laughs> Laura Palmer, uh, he changes the timeline. So then the body of Laura Palmer is no longer there for Pete to discover. We see it disappear. Yeah, we see it kind of getting erased. <laughs> yeah. So Pete just goes fishing, never discovers the body of Laura Palmer. None of that ever happens. And then we cut to Sarah, her mother, apparently Judy. She's flipping out in her <laughs> house, going nuts, and she takes Laura Palmer's graduation photo and just starts beating the hell out of it. And yeah. then after that is when we see Cooper leading her to the woods more, and then he turns around and Laura Palmer's gone and she screams. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yep. So good, good place to end. Yeah, it's a good ending. <laughs> should we just wait, or should we? Uh, like, there's more to talk about with her disappearing, or should we just keep rolling? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's just keep rolling because uh, the end of episode 18 also plays into that. Um, mm-hmm. So now the last episode. Cooper's doppelganger uh, sits in the Black Lodge, surrounded by flames. Mike creates a new Dougie Jones, who shows up at the Jones home, greeted by Janie E. and Sonny Jim. So they're a big, happy family yeah. again. How about <laughs> Isn't that? that sweet? All right, so that's what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> what you think Just happened? Like, I, did, I don't know. Like I was like, all right, so now Cooper, <laughs> now there's there's Cooper in the Black Lodge, and then there's Cooper at Dougie Jones's house, and there was a third Cooper. In well, they showed the house. seed and the hair, and yeah, yeah, so did we talk about into the, a Cooper. Yeah, you know, remember Cooper pulled out the hair in the hospital bed and gave it to Mike. Yes, and he says, "Can you make another yeah, culpa?" The, yeah, the seed cushion. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So yep. this is what happened because. When when he gets there and you know they're like daddy daddy's home and he goes home and I'm like all right so he's <laughs> dumb again <laughs> all right I, I I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, so then we see the same scene of Cooper leading Laura through the woods and she disappears and then Cooper hears her scream they they just show that scene again. And we um, do hear that weird Judy noise <laughs> that the giant played for us back in like episode one of this season. See, I don't even remember the weird Judy noise. What's the weird Judy noise? Oh yeah, he had he had that weird he had that like phonograph remember and he's like, This is what it sounds like and it made just like this like creaking oh, okay. kind of scratchy noise. Yeah, I should really go back and watch those again because I don't I don't know what the fuck happened. Um Yeah. So uh Cooper sits in the lodge near Mike who asks, Is it the future or is it past? Uh Cooper observes the chair Laura sat in he follows Mike to the evolution of the arm, the electric tree with the ham on the top of it. And uh, he asked, the, the arm asks, is this the story about the little girl who lives down the lane? Yep. Then we see Laura whispering heard to her ear. Uh, and she is lifted away screaming through the lodge ceiling, which we have seen this before. Uh, yep. Then Cooper goes to Leland, who tells him to find Laura, which, again, we've seen before. Uh, he goes through billowing curtains to Glastonbury Grove, or the place where the portal was where he first went into the Red Lodge, all those, or the Black Lodge, the Red Room, Black Lodge, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. in season two. Um, so anyway, 
He pops up there, and Diane's waiting there for him. And she asks if it's really him, and he says, yes, is it really you? And she says, yes. So next we see Cooper and Diane driving 430 miles, which, as (laughs) Jack mentioned earlier, the fireman giant guy mentioned in Episode 1 of Season 3. And Diane advises Cooper that their destination will not be what he expects. Uh, Upon arrival, he gets out of the car and observes his surroundings. He returns to Diane, confirming that it is the right place. They kiss before driving through a portal, which transports them to a dark road. All right, before we get any further. (laughs) So they're driving along. Yeah. And uh, they want to get to this portal. Now, Jank, this is the same, roughly the same spot where Richard Horn died on top of that rock, right? Oh, maybe. Yeah, that was during the nighttime, so I guess it looked different, but it could be. Because otherwise, why, like, I don't understand how that, the Richard Horn stuff ties into any of this. Like, why did he die on that rock? See, the Richard Horn thing I always thought was Philip Jeffrey was was trying to kill Doppelganger Coop. Oh, okay. So he had set up like a trap there, and he didn't think that, you know, he was going to send Richard. He was going to go out there himself and get killed. Gotcha. That makes sense. Because uh, he he had three different people gave him coordinates, and he said, which should we check? And uh, uh, Richard said the one that that, that you got twice. Yeah, the the Mm -hmm. ones you got twice. So who would have given him if one of them was so Philip Jeffries? <laughs> yeah. And then who would have been the of other he's one? Gonna... Uh, Raymond Rowe, who was working for Philip Jeffries. Oh, okay. There you go. So, uh, Doppelganger Cooper knew all along it was a trap because those two guys were the ones that gave him the coordinates. But he just wanted to make yeah. sure, so he sent Richard up. And okay, that makes perfect sense. All right. Yeah, yeah that's so what I'm thinking. All that. And we should mention, this spot where Diane and Cooper are right now in the car, uh, a lot of overhead power lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're kind of glowing a little bit. Yeah, electricity. Because here's something I just uh, read today, Jank. Um, that the phrase, the owls may not are not what they seem or whatever, you know? The owls are not what they seem <laughs> to be or whatever. Owl is also a term for an overhead wire line. It's an acronym, overhead wire line. Oh, wow. Yeah. Someone discovered this on the huh? Twin Peaks Reddit board and they, they huh. just by accident. But it really plays into a lot of this if you think of it that way as well, that the owls are yeah. to the overhead wire lines because of that electricity and how they transport <laughs> and all these things. So, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a little mind-blowing, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's a good catch. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, Di- Larry, take it over from here. Diane and Cooper drive through. Uh, the, the portal, and then what happens? Uh, well, they <laughs> go to this. They're on this dark road. They end up at this motel, and once again, like you know, Cooper goes in to get a room or whatever, and Diane is sitting in the car, and she looks over and she sees Diane standing by <laughs> yeah. the pillar, looking back at her. Yep. Which I don't, I don't get it. And then um, Cooper <laughs> comes out. They get in the room, and then you get to see Laura Dern's bony ass back for about <laughs> ninety seconds or so, and it's gross, man. 
Yeah, I, I, was, I was a fan. I didn't it's like mind. a peach zylophone. One of the most uncomfortable sex like. scenes you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we should mention they get in the ho- they get in the hotel room or the motel room, and she turns the lights on, and Cooper's over standing by the bed. And he says, uh, "Turn the light off." So I guess he doesn't want to see her bony back either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then she says, "And now what?" And he says, "Well, you come over here to me." And she walks over to him, and they start making out, and they start going at it, and there's a big sex scene. And it's kind of like uh, the scene he had with Janie E, because remember we saw Naomi Watts from behind, and we, we mm-hmm, see yeah. Laura Dern from behind. And I was just hoping that we would see Cooper's arms popping up and down, you know? <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. That would be great. No, but unfortunately, like, neither of them look like they're into this at all. Yes. Like, Diane is covering up his face the entire time. Yes, like he's just sitting there, like looking up at her. She's on top, and he he's like kind of sitting up, and he's just looking at her with no expression on his face, no joy, no pleasure, no nothing. <laughs> just almost yeah. like he's fascinated at what's going on, but he's not in the moment at all. And she's like enjoying it in a way, I guess, but she's pushing her hands <laughs> on his face and covering up his face, and um, yeah, she's uh, looking yeah. up. It seems like at the ceiling. Yeah. It, it's almost like it's something they have to do, but they don't want it. To. Yep, sure seems like it. The only explanation I've been able to find that makes any sense to me is that essentially they have now gone into this alternate dimension where Judy has hidden, uh, you know, Laura Palmer. And in order to draw Judy into that dimension, they are having this weird sex because as we learned in the beginning of the season with those two kids in the box, like, Judy is drawn to sex, <laughs> especially if but, it's, like, with two people who don't want to do it, like, in this case. But That's why, the only so thing we, I can... But we're supposed to understand that everyone else in this be- dimension, no one else is having sex, ever? Well, I'm, I'm guessing it's because, you know, they've got a history with Judy and the entities, maybe, and the fact that neither of them want to do this. And it's causing all kind of bad memories. Like, Judy feeds off negative emotions, so there's clearly negative emotions running wild with this whole situation. So maybe that's attracting her and getting her to, you know, leave their other dimension and come to this pocket dimension. I don't know. It just seems weird because there's a whole lot of sex in all, was... all dimensions. And, like, there's a yeah, lot of people. Really... Yeah. Yeah. Like... really Laura Dern's back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Or do you think it was like maybe like you know like a twenty three twenty three year old Mike Dell like maybe it was something like that where they got like a little skinny guy in there to like come on really bone it up. I thought I saw a weird thumb. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, All right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about the Judy stuff in a minute. Uh, so getting back to this, they're they're having the sex. They're done having the sex. Uh, the next morning, Cooper wakes up. Diane's not there, and he finds a note. And uh, Jank, do you remember what the note said? Uh, not exactly. Something about like Richard. Uh, I'm leaving. Like whatever we had is is over with. I don't even recognize you anymore. Um, signed Linda. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, Linda. I, I should mention before they drive through the portal, uh, Cooper asks her to kiss him because he says. Things will be different over there. Like, mm-hmm. so uh, he knew they wouldn't, you know, whatever. Things were going to change. They wouldn't still be them. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems so like they were Richard, for at least a while, and now it's set in, I guess, once you're there long enough. So now he's Richard, and she's Linda. 
And <laughs> and again, didn't the fireman say mention the names Richard and Linda in episode yep, one? Yep, sure did. Yeah. So he starts driving through town, and he notices a place called uh, Judy's Diner, right, or something like mm-hmm. that. Judy's Coffee. So he pulls in there, and a waitress comes over, pours him some coffee, and he says, "Does another waitress work here?" And she said, yeah, but she's been off today. I've been off the last three days. And then some cowboys get handsy with the waitress. And Cooper says, you know, knock it off. And they have a fight. And he, They have guns. These cowboys have guns. Um, but Larry Cooper, he, he's Mr. FBI. He just beats the hell out of these guys and shoots them in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like this whole scene. I love this. Cool and then what, does he do shit. With, what does he do with their guns, Larry? He puts them in the uh, French fry grease. Yeah, in the deep fryer. <laughs> and then That's he says, I don't, I don't know if this oil's hot enough to set these bullets off, but I'd get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, just train. Like there is anywhere out of the way. Who knows where yeah, they're going to shoot. <laughs> that just seemed un-Cooper-like. Yeah, yeah I, I like, agree. Very dreamlike, you know? Uh, yeah, because maybe again, that's Richard-like. Yeah, because again, he's Cooper, but he's not Cooper. It's a different dimension. He's kind of the same guy, but not really. Yeah, like uh, he kind of seems like himself for the most part. Like he seems to still know the mission, and he's trying to find Laura Palmer yeah. and shit. And he did protect the waitress. You know, he stood up for uh, yeah. to protect her, do good. But he his personality is not there. Like he's not his normal self. You know? Yeah, he's not as chipper and uh, energetic. Yeah. So he asked the other waitress, hey, write down the address of your other waitress buddy. And uh, he says, don't worry, I'm in the FBI. And so <laughs> so he goes to the address uh, of the other waitress. And, Jank, did you notice anything? Uh, well, he notices something outside her house. Do you remember this? Uh, what was outside a, of her house? He's a big telephone pole, electrical pole. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the number six. And... If you recall, we've seen that before. Yep. Yeah, it's I a think trailer that was park. Fire Walk with Me. Even they showed that, right? Yep. I think that's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, the power lines. So I think that's a symbol that you know the the bad folks are looking over this house or whatever. And so he goes to the house, and he opens the door, and Larry, it's Laura Palmer. No, it's not. <laughs> it's Carrie Page. Harry <laughs> Page, mm-hmm. yeah, and, <laughs> which uh, I've heard one out there theory saying that you know how they've they found some of those missing pages from uh, Laura Palmer's diary this season, uh, and there's still one missing. They've mentioned there's four missing pages, and they found three of them. So some people are saying like maybe Carrie Page is the missing page. Oh, like, that's a stretch. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's trying to convince her that she's Laura Palmer, uh, and she's like, no, no, I'm, I'm Carrie Page, and, and she's like, well, your father's Leland, and she doesn't seem to have any recognition of that name, but then he no. says, your mother is Sarah, and then she says, oh, like, you know, that, you can see the light bulb come on, like, oh, wait a minute, yeah, maybe. Yeah, she still doesn't think that's right, but she's, it sparks something. Yeah, so... He wants her to. He wants to take her to uh, her old house where she used to live. And this Carrie Page, I don't know what her deal is, but it seems like she's got some troubles. <laughs> yeah, she does. 
<laughs> she, she says, because uh, when, he, when she, he says FBI and she opens the door, she goes, did you find him? So someone's missing. Uh, that's the first <laughs> yep. thing. Uh, but also, uh, she just says, well, i got to get out of town because uh, uh, maybe riding with the FBI is Normally, not a bad I'd idea. Normally, I tell you just to fuck off, but <laughs> yeah. i got to get out of here, so <laughs> I guess I'll go with you. Yeah, and people are trying to hurt me or, you know, coming after me, so maybe riding with the FBI will be safe. Uh, but then when she's going to pack her things up, he's looking around the room, and there's, like, just an assault rifle on the floor, right? Like, just over on the corner. And a dead body on the couch with his brains blown I out. I didn't even notice the dead body. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was, uh, at, at this point, Larry, uh, I, I made the mistake of checking my email, and the WWE oh, sent no. me an email about, for the fan council. <laughs> so I was, I was answering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was making sure Oscar got over on the fan council. Yeah, she she shot this dude in the head. I'm guessing. Well, then yeah. why would she open the door if the FBI said they're there? She yeah, that's think. a good question. She invites him in and everything. She's like, I'm gonna go grab my coat. You wait here with the dead body. Like if he was any normal FBI agent, she's in huge trouble. There's yeah, because he says the... FBI before she opens the door. So that mm-hmm, makes no yeah. sense. Then. Wow, I'm yeah. gonna have to. I won't have to go back because I didn't uh, even know this. Carrie Page is a, is a nut job. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> she's so, also uh, got they, like they, the white horse statue on her uh, like mantle there, which we've, we've seen a lot of imagery of white horses oh, throughout this entire show. You know what? I noticed the statue, but I totally forgot about all the white horse stuff. Like in the Red Lodge, there'd always be that white horse for the Red Lodge. Yeah. Look at the Red like uh, Sarah Palmer kept seeing it whenever like she would get drugged. <laughs> Oh, see, I don't even remember her saying it. But, uh, all right. Yeah, like when well, uh, she got drugged, when Maddie died, I think she saw it, and in Fire Walk with me, same thing when Laura died. Huh. Larry, do you have you, something there? I, I, I noticed the blue dinner plate in that scene. <laughs> uh, that's what I was looking at when they showed that scene. I was like, oh, yeah, look at that dinner plate. I've seen those at like the <laughs> oh, dollar store before. Oh, oh, just because you like like Blue Dinner Place, not because it has some connection to this story previously? Correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember. I didn't even notice the white anyway. horse. I noticed I like, the Blue Dinner Plate. I never even I'm saw the think, white horse. I'm trying to think, is that what they served the cream corn on in that one scene? Wait, what is the Blue Dinner <laughs> yeah. Plate? Oh, yeah, they didn't, cl- they didn't bring up cream corn this episode. Larry just cracked Twin Peaks by seeing the yeah. Dinner Plate. <laughs> it was so, all... Sends back to the dollar store. That's where Judy is. So they get in the car and they start they start driving to Twin Peaks. Um, and there's a I don't know. Is there anything notable in the conversation on the way there, Jank? Uh, I, I don't think so. They there's really no don't conversation. Talk very much. They literally yeah, real time drive Texas to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> but she and they don't really say I, anything. And it's, Still night the entire time. It's like a twenty-hour drive, and still nighttime. Yeah, because they were in Odessa, Texas. We should mention yeah. they were in Odessa, Texas. By the way, that's where they were. So they got to yeah. they got to drive from Texas all the way up to Washington State. But I know she says I something, like, but I can't remember. What I like it was. how uh, before they leave, I know when uh, Carrie Page. She's apparently not very good with geography. She doesn't seem to know anything about Washington. Is it far? Oh yeah, that's right. Well. <laughs> is that like up north? Like, do I need a jacket? Yes, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a she's a troubled lady. This uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Carrie Page. I guess that's just there to show that even in, you know, you give her a new life, it's just going to be just as fucked as Laura Palmer's is. <laughs> She's always going to find a way to fuck it up. So uh, they, they get to Twin Peaks. They get to her old uh, childhood home, uh, the Palmer household. They go to the door. Uh, the lady opens it and says, hey. Which, uh, by the way, I just found out recently is uh, that woman who opens the door is the real-life owner of that house. Yeah. <laughs> the Palmer house. I just oh, that is that why she was so bad at acting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's why. Uh so um, he asked, like, uh, I, I, what's what's her name? Do they? Does she say her name? Yeah, she says her name, right? What's her name? Yeah. yeah. First, well, first he asks, like, you know, like, do you own this house? Do you rent this house? They're like, yeah, we own it. And uh, they're like, well, who did you? Who owned it before you? And uh, they, I think they say they don't know who owned it before, but they bought it from someone named uh, Chalfont. And, and wasn't they, that the old asked, lady? Cooper asked. Yep, that was one of the aliases the old woman and the grandson used. And then she says her name is Alice Tremond, which is the other alias that the old woman and the yeah. grandson used. So clearly, uh, they're still shady. But the, the, the big takeaway here is the Palmers never lived in that house, apparently. Not in this universe. Yeah. No. And um, what else was I going to say? But clearly those... Because that old lady was some kind of uh, weird spirit lady, right? Like, she was some kind of... Yeah, she was a Black Lodge spirit, for sure. So the Black Lodge spirit is still in that house, or still there, but... Yeah, they're still, never... they're still monkeying with it. <laughs> so yeah. Maybe it's an outright lie. Maybe, you know, this, those spirits are influencing this woman. Who knows? So then Cooper says, uh, all right, sorry to bother you, and they start walking away from the house. And then he says, what year is this? <laughs> and he looks around and then Laura Palmer or Carrie Page she looks up at the house and she hears uh, Sarah Palmer's voice say Laura right she says Laura yeah, yeah. And, and she's screaming and then she screams and the lights go out in the house and she's just yanked away uh, and that's how it ends <laughs> <laughs> yep it was all leading towards that but then uh, they show him in the lodge again, the red room in the black lodge. Uh, he's sitting in the chair, and Laura Palmer's whispering in his ear again, and that's really how it ends. Like, the credits are rolling, and that's it. Yeah, it, which makes it seem like whatever she whispered to him is very important, but I guess yeah. we're just never going to find out what that is. It's kind of like lost in <laughs> translation, you know? Bill Murray whispering in her ear. You never know. Yeah. All right, so there it is. That's Twin Peaks. See you next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Larry. What is your yes. take on this? Well, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, 50 episodes into it, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think I comprehended 10% of this show, but I loved <laughs> almost every minute of it. <laughs> wow, Larry loved it. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah. Larry, remember on the phone, Larry, we were talking today, and I said uh, that Vulture named it the best TV show of the year. No, they named it the best TV show of the decade. I, I misspoke. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Now, now Jenk, did you see that article? Did you read it or anything? Uh, I don't think I saw that one per se, but I saw it was named like the best film of the decade. <laughs> yeah, so, so Vulture named film. it the best TV show of the decade, and, and they were uh, basically saying how – 
it, it challenged the way TV is done. And is it a series? That is, is it, or is it an 18-hour movie cut into bit bite-sized mm-hmm. pieces? I, I don't. Know. And it was doing all kind of other. It they sure loved did it. challenge things. <laughs> yeah, sure. They apparently <laughs> loved it. Um, and then the rest of the article, though, I just want to punch Vulture in the jeans because the rest of the article, they oh. go on. They basically have all these stupid categories for shows, and then they named a bunch of shows. I think they named every show that ever aired in the last ten years. So. <laughs> I don't know if it can yeah, ever be a best of when you're naming 300 fucking shows. Just uh, <laughs> name a couple. But um, so anyway, fuck Vulture. Uh, what was <laughs> I getting at? Um, yeah. So I, I don't know, Larry. What do you think happened there? What, what's your What's your take on the uh, the ending? Like what? I on? I think she. I think she started to remember right there at the end that maybe she is Laura Palmer. Then what happened to her? What do you mean? Well, <laughs> what happened? She remembers yeah. what happened. She disappeared again, you know? I, did she, did she disappear, though? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember I her so. disappearing. Well, the lights go out. You know, the everything goes black. Yeah, the lights just cut the black. And then it cuts to the credits. Yeah. Yeah, but there, I, I think... Huh. I, see, I took it to mean she got yanked out again, because every time we see her scream, she gets yanked out. We see her scream, she gets yanked out of the lodge or the red room. She screams, <laughs> she's yanked out of the the woods. She screams here. I just assume she got yanked out again. So, Nick rolls in well. ar- around the point <laughs> oh, <yeah>. where <laughs> Diane or when uh, Cooper and Laura Palmer are on that dark road. You know, like the uh, last ten minutes of the episode. So we get to the end or whatever, and Laura Palmer screams, and uh, the credits come on, and then she turns to me and she goes, "I don't get it," and I'm like, "No fucking shit, you don't get it." I'm like, "I watched 50 episodes and I don't get it." I'm like, "You caught 10 minutes of this shit and you don't get it." I, I, I think, uh, I think that should be what we do now, Larry. We just start over, and except we watch it and then discuss it with Nick. Mm. <laughs> She wouldn't get it either. <laughs> uh, That's the thing. I don't know that anyone in the world has gotten it right yet. <laughs> I'm going to dig real so many deep. Things and... I'll do a real deep dive in the next two weeks. So the next time we come back yeah. to do a show, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I learned. But my initial Man, I hope impression. You come up with an answer. All right. And again, I, I should go back and watch these episodes again because I was, you know, doing stuff. But. So Cooper goes in the back, goes back in time to prevent Laura Palmer from being murdered because he thinks that'll change mm-hmm. everything and save Laura. But it really doesn't. Um, well, um, I can confirm somewhat from the final dossier that he did change the timeline. Uh, it, like it, it's kind of at the end, like basically, you know, the whole thing's being written by Tammy, Agent Tammy, uh, and she is talking about like how. Right after the the whole thing at the police station, she was looking into old Twin Peaks uh, newspapers and shit, and she was reading about the disappearance of Laura Palmer. Not the murder, uh, but the disappearance and how Agent Cooper was there to investigate her disappearance, but it really amounted to nothing. And then like a year later, uh, Leland ended up killing himself in like a car, just blowing his brains out. Uh, so it did seem like it changed the timeline, and it's just as she's finishing this dossier, it's starting to set in and like take effect. 
So it seems like in the universe that we have been watching, the timeline has now been changed. Yes, but it didn't save Laura Palmer's spirit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. Like, like the golden ball or whatever that we saw her represented as earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. So Judy so, – <laughs> so Cooper goes into this other dimension because he still has to find Laura Palmer. Yeah. Because she disappeared on him in the woods. Judy hit her there. Yeah. Yes. Judy took her, snatched her, and took her. Because then Leland in the red room told him, find Laura. You know, so he goes, all right, I got to go find Laura. So he goes to the other dimension to find Laura again, except now Diane's, you know, no longer Diane, and he's really no longer him. He's Richard or whatever. So it's a different timeline, different universe, whatever. He finds her again, uh, but she uh, doesn't know she's Laura Palmer. She's had a whole different life, uh, different experiences. She's kind of still fuck up. Um, (laughs) So... But he thinks taking her back to her house will make her uh, remember or um, uh, what's the point of him taking her to the house? Just to get her to like Yeah, to try to get her memory back. Um, Here's the the interpretation I've liked the most. I don't know if it's the true one, but (laughs) I guess this one gives me the most satisfaction is that some people said when she screams at the end that basically, you know, the whole her being that golden ball thing was was meant to show that she was a weapon against Judy. And by letting yeah. out that scream, she's basically letting out all that golden energy and destroying yeah. Judy. Nope. That's why the <laughs> lights go out. <laughs> nope. Because she's hmm. been screaming all the time. She's been screaming nonstop. She screamed in the red room. She screamed in the woods. Never destroyed Judy then. I think what <laughs> happens is uh, Judy uh, recognizes Laura, and she snatches her again. And you got to start all over again. <laughs> so Cooper's back in the lodge again. She's whispering in his ear again. He has to go find her again. I think it's just an <laughs> endless loop. That's why the infinity symbol, because it's just an endless loop. Oh. He's, he's always looking for Laura Palmer. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'll take another season. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up. Well, I don't know. Kick it. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, when the season, uh, I really liked how it ended. I loved the ending. I loved uh, the last three, four episodes. So now that I've seen where it ends and where it goes, I'm sure those middle episodes that really frustrated the hell out of me would be more enjoyable, <laughs> and I'd probably yeah, find yeah. more interesting. <laughs> As um, I've yeah. seen them now a couple more times, yeah, I definitely agree that now I like them much more than I did the first time this aired. Yeah, because I do really, really like these final two episodes, particularly this last episode. I, I really like it. i got to go watch it again because, again, I was answering a questionnaire <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but, um, so I, I don't know. Um, any other thoughts? <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, I mean, it, I did. It did kind of strike me this time because uh, I heard. Uh, I think we mentioned a couple weeks ago that somebody had mentioned that maybe the audience is Judy. That we're the reason all these bad things happen to these TV characters. That David Lynch is the dreamer, and we're we're the reason that all these bad things happen. Uh, and they pointed to that episode the first episode of this season where they were in the White Lodge 
and uh, the fireman was saying like, oh, we can't say it out loud now because they're in, it's in our house now, which is basically saying uh, that is the first time that we have been in the White Lodge seeing the White Lodge. So maybe that is referring to us. And if that's the case and that, that the sonic scream did kill Judy, that's why the show immediately like abruptly ends. <laughs> but it doesn't abruptly end. It goes back to the Red, red Room, you know? Well, that's the credits. That's just an image over the credits. But it's still, if it was going to end, you would just leave that black. Well, I guess so. You know? So. I like Jank's theory. Hmm. <laughs> About the audience? Yeah. Just because. Yeah. I don't like that. David Lynch, I don't think, knows what he's doing either. I think he's just. <laughs> I'm going to film that's, that's this. Great I think he does. Edit it together. <laughs> I think he, he secretly does know, and he just decides to give us not enough. <laughs> He's like, this all makes perfect sense if I just explained it, but I'm just not going I, to give you everything. I think the big thing is the dreamer stuff, because that's it's very uh, in your face, but it's also, um, I mean, he makes a point of mentioning the dream stuff several times in key moments. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Then we saying that this alternate universe that they got into, maybe that's maybe the universe we've seen is a dream, but that was real. That was the real no, world. No, apparently he somehow stumbled I, that, his way into. Again, we're in a multiverse. There's limited universe, so you know, it's. Uh, I guess that was Judy's personal universe, right? Yeah. Like, so she was. I, I don't know. And then when Laura came, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Like, I think a key detail is that she was in Odessa, Texas, because mm-hmm. it has to do with nuclear testing and all that shit. Because I guess Odessa was connected to that as well. And like her, so her, her mom met a different guy, and. I don't know. It's also weird. But <laughs> you know, when you mentioned that there was the power pole with the six out front in front of Laura Palmer's house, it made me think. I wonder if, like, Chet Desmond appeared in this universe at all. Like, maybe that's where he went to. We never saw him in the Black Lodge. He disappeared basically at that trailer park. Oh, Chris Isaac. I couldn't remember. Yeah. That. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You never did find out uh, what happened to him. Another numerology thing. uh, The number on Carrie Page's house is 1516. And so the five, six, Mm -hmm. and the six in the pole. Five is the number of, uh, I guess, Jupiter. And six, uh, Jupiter is the biggest planet, the giant. And six is Saturn, kind of like the evil Satan mistress lady, you know. So six would represent Judy. And apparently, if you go back to the scene where Cooper is in the uh, – before he becomes Ducky Jones, when he's in there with the eyeless lady, and he was going to go into one light socket, and she told him not to go in that one and go in the other one. Yep. I think that one light socket was number 15. And it, had he gone in there – I guess that would uh, put him into the little box that the doppelganger Cooper had created. 
Um, yeah. the glass box but he thing. did he did go there for a little bit. But Remember he's going to go all up the way in. Floating? Oh, okay. But just the um, But I guess that's the whole purpose of that box was for the doppelganger to catch Cooper, right? Oh, is it? I thought he was trying to catch Judy. I think he's trying to catch Cooper because he wanted uh, – because both of them couldn't exist in this world together, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. he wanted to – he knew Cooper would be coming back eventually. At, you know, So he built that little contraption in the hopes that it would catch spirits coming out of the portal or from the lodge, and then he could kill Cooper, and then he could stay here. Mm. I think. Interesting. Could be. That, that's the that's the great thing about this is it's there's so many ways to view it and interpret it yeah. and no one's right no one's wrong but I really am curious what they were thinking. <laughs> you know? I know that that's what hurts is like uh, there is a right answer. I think David Lynch has even said so that there is like a correct answer. He just I was going to say no ever tell anyone. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm. I don't think he'll ever say. <laughs> Unless he just gets so old that he gets, like, addled and just, like, you know, shoots it out. (laughs) Or maybe once he dies, like, maybe Mark Frost will be like, here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Because, again, aliens have to play into this somehow, too, right? I mean, because of the Project Blue Book and the aliens and the owls and whatnot. And I, I don't know. Well, I, I always thought that the Lodge spirits were essentially aliens, not from space, just from other, you know, this extra-dimensional type yeah. thing, yeah. Hmm. But they're not, like, gray aliens or anything like that. They're just these weird spirits. Yet they do have a gray alien picture in that secret history of Twin Peaks. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, It definitely makes you think more than, like, any other show I've ever seen on TV. Yes. It, it is very <laughs> deep. Um, it's kind of like abstract art. You can look at it. You can kind of just say, oh, well, this is what I think it is. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to mention that I wanted to bring up, and now I can't remember. Like, it was a point of the show that uh, I wanted to nah, – I don't know. There's so much. Something to do with uh, Laura Palmer disappearing? It have something to do with Laura Dern's back. <laughs> I got to tell you, that was working for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I like her with the red hair. I don't know. Oh my God, dude, she's seventy. Yeah, I did. When I can see, when I can take your pulse just by looking at your chest, like that's too thin for me. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Huh. Yikes! <laughs> Any, uh, final oh, thoughts? Yeah. Any final thoughts, Larry, on the Twin Peaks? What about Audrey? What ha- like where's Audrey? Yeah, she's uh, yeah. Like I said, still I don't at the think bar. She's, she's in a mental institution. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. No, remember the but, last uh, we saw her. Obviously, the the last time we saw the, her was uh, that she was looking in the mirror in that white room with the lights and yeah. the electricity sounds. So, I don't know. I think she's somewhere, we, too. You know, but. The arm says the thing about the little girl who lived down the lane, which is the same thing that Audrey kept talking about. 
Oh, see, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I remember she was talking to her husband guy, and he was like, don't make me have to end your story early or something like that. And she's like, what story is that? The little story of the little girl who lived down the lane? See, that's what I mean. This is all fucking in Audrey's head. I still think <laughs> this is all in Audrey's head. I don't know. I don't I'm know, but then why, is, why is Laura Palmer like this chosen one? <laughs> Even the log lady keeps saying, Laura Palmer is the one and everything. Like, this, but you've got to realize, so focused if it's all in her head, Palmer, Audrey she... created the log lady. She created Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer is the pure essence of her good side. You know, like, oh, that's the goodness hmm. in me. Um, although it's true. Laura Palmer is a drug-addicted hoe. That, but she's the golden <laughs> child that this is all about, protecting her, her goodness, her, her spirit, you know. Um, she has that essence of goodness about her. So, I don't know. But, hmm. I don't know. It's all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do a deep dive. Why did Audrey write out Donna? <laughs> I'm writing you out of my dream. <laughs> um, because she was banging uh, Kyle McLaughlin <laughs> and it fucked up the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what else was good about these last two episodes was uh, no James singing. So that that is always <laughs> you automatically yep. start off with a plus one. It's like putting your name on the SATs. But but how about James? He was a he had a prominent role here at the end. He was in the jail cell. He was buddies with Freddie. He brought Freddie into all this, basically. And the yeah. James was, he was basically character. he was pivotal by being a fuck up and a stalker. And he he dropped Laura Palmer off the woods where she could be raped and murdered. He was integral yeah. to all this. Uh, yeah, James Hurley. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure was. He's a winner, yeah, I was kid. going to cancel the the showtime right after, but I'm I'm more likely going to keep it. Cause I'm going to have to watch this whole series again. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those shows that you gain a lot each time you rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, you I keep have coming up with more theories, and yeah, it, it, you catch other things, and like here's something uh, I can't remember what happened. Jack, remember in episode one where uh, Doppelganger Cooper goes to the house and he picks up two people. Yes. Yeah. Who were those two people and what happened to them? Uh, one was the girl that he killed, like, the next episode. Like, he smothered her with the pillow and then shot her. Oh, so that was the uh, other one. I was, remember. Yeah. The other one was Ray Monroe, who obviously we know what happened. Oh, that was Ray. And, after okay. the arm wrestling. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. Some of those things that they would introduce and then not – get back to it for a couple episodes you're like what what was this what was happening here Um, yeah it's definitely one of those things that works better i think if you binge it rather than just doing the two a week (laughs) you'll catch a lot more we can't even remember where we ended the last week (laughs) all right so there you go twin peaks uh we'll be back in two weeks and i'll go real deep on it (laughs) real deep on it larry yeah. Uh oh. So. <laughs> as long as I you come you up with everyone was pedophile. I want to pizza gate the fuck out of this. Don't you worry. <laughs> We're gonna get to the Here, bottom. Here's what'll happen. No, here's what'll happen. Larry, I'm telling you, I'm gonna research the fuck out of this show <laughs> because I'm interested. <laughs> to, I want to figure it out. Yeah. So in two weeks we'll come on and then you'll say, nope. Larry, 
Remember when I told you I'm gonna research the fuck out of this show, and I'll be like, yeah, and you're like, I didn't. Would you like to make a bet about that, Larry? <laughs> then I went to see Oscar on Friday no. night and just jerked off for the next week straight. Yeah, I've got no skin left. <laughs> That's true. Uh, no, I'm gonna read like as soon as we're done with the show, I'm gonna start reading because I, I want to read it. Read all. You're gonna read that dossier, the final dossier. I might have to, yeah. You should. I might I get recommend that. It. What? I might track down that uh, Dale Cooper biography. Take a whirl yeah. at that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. You know what else is a good book? I started is, uh, listening Ramona to the, the uh, Laura Palmer diary. <laughs> the, the Laura Palmer diary. Now, was that also written by uh, Mark Frost? That one was written by uh, Jennifer Lynch, Dave Lynch's uh, daughter, who was probably huh. like 20 at the time. So uh, I guess she was the closest they had to, like, a teenage girl. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I want to see what she looks like. (laughs) She's a director, too. I've seen some of her movies. (laughs) (laughs) Boxing Helena? Nope, didn't see that one. Wow, that's a pretty famous movie. I didn't know she made that. Yeah. She made a movie called Hiss with three S's. <laughs> oh, because I like I like Hiss with four S's. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is just H I S S S. That sucks. All right. Well, yeah, not All so right. much. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> I'd rather go for David Lynch. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, anything else? Are we done? Uh, I don't know. Tuffy, you got anything? Oh, he fell asleep. There's no way he's still listening. <laughs> oh, he's listening. Yeah, I'm still here. I got, uh, can't wait to watch Twin Peaks after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of, and I don't really know what that was or what that was supposed to be or, you know, uh, that's the story of the show. Edge of your seat stuff. <laughs> In a nutshell. It, it, I think this is shit you could really dive into. Yeah. It's, it's a thinking yeah. show. And, uh, we'll you know, see. one of the main people is a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some, somebody else is a is a is uh, like a, a bed knob, like a, a doorknob. So that's <laughs> that's right, Josie. Yeah. Somebody else is a tree yeah. with a brain on it. Was there yep. something about an arm too being a character? Uh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Little midget guy. Yeah. Arm. True. And he sounds like yeah. this. <laughs> so, what about you know, a lady with an you eye patch? Of Breaking Bad. I've watched all Breaking Bad and it blows. Yeah. <laughs> it blows. You should watch it again. That's a lie. Great. You sit on Season a throne one. Season two is great until the last episode, and then from there it's a train wreck. Uh, fuck Breaking Bad. Get out of here. Who wins in a fight? Yeah, I love uh, that show. Freddy or Nadine? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, takes her. I don't know. Why? Nadine's she's got all of her limbs are super strong. Yeah, but she Not doesn't have iron fist. Strength in it, like she couldn't kill. Yeah, Bob. but she could. If she dodges that, then she just picks him up and just slams him into the concrete and shit. She also has a shovel as well. I guess they need to. That's yeah. true. Solid gold shovel, at least painted gold. 
<laughs> hey, I still think Iron Fist will take her. But. Hmm. Hey, hey, by the way, uh, segue, we got to record two episodes of Flea Market Fantasy this week, and the first one is that Christmas issue that we didn't record yet. <laughs> and then the next one is my pick, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, number 61 from 1980. So look at that. You can read about Iron Fist. Ooh. Is that the one where he goes after Dr. Doom for $20? <laughs> no, I wrote an article <laughs> about that. That was Luke Cage that did that. Um, not, but, uh, yeah. This is the one where he gets him. into a fight while he's at a board meeting? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, Are there any space hookers in this? Nope. No space hookers. <laughs> that, well, you're not selling this very well. But uh, there, is, there is a guy, is uh, a Spider-Man villain. I don't know if Larry is aware of this guy. Man Mountain Marco. Do you know that guy? Oh, no. yeah. Uh-uh. He, he looks like Johnny Cash, except really big. That's Man Mountain Marco. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't Marco. have a costume really at all. But he just dresses in white. <laughs> Cash was in all black, and this guy's in all white. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this up. Man, Mountain Johnny Cash Marco. in a white shirt and pants. What he is basically. Which I thought was confusing because like Kane Marco is the juggernaut, and yes. they're kind of the same dude. <laughs> I know. I was wondering if they were related or something, but nope. Yeah. They look a lot alike. They're both big, strong dudes. Yeah, I'm looking him up. Although I only see him in black. I don't see him in oh. white in anything. Well, yeah, that might have been issue. a '70s thing. Yeah, this issue he's all in white. Huh. Uh, he looks dumb. Like, what? What's his move? Like, he just drinks bourbon, or like that? That's he, he he's just really strong. <laughs> he's just a real big, strong dude. Hmm. He's genetically modified. Oh, GMO. (laughs) (laughs) Completely not like the good bean, which is (laughs) non-GMO. I bet he's not dry like crackers either, though. (laughs) (laughs) uh, All right, can we go? Yeah, I think so. After the show, I'm going to eat some rice crackers. That's good eating. Rice crackers? So jealous. <laughs> yeah. Brown rice? Uh, I think it's just white rice crackers, but uh <laughs> so uh all right, well, crackers had to too much flavor. Yeah. Yeah, if you think uh, the good bean are dry, Tuffy, you should eat these crackers. <laughs> uh huh. I take it nobody else jumped in on Watchmen yet. No. 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 <laughs> I was thinking about getting rid of Showtime and picking up HBO uh, so I could watch Watchmen, but now I don't know. I might just stick, keep watching Twin Peaks over and over until I understand it. Well, so. Curb comes <laughs> next, next month, so that's something. I'm burned out on fucking Larry David, too. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> you just hate everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, except for Oscar. <laughs> All right. You're a heartbreaker, um, love kicker, Rudabaker. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to Tuffy. Uh, thanks to Jank. Original Janksters, got anything going on? 
Uh, yeah, we should be doing an episode hopefully this week. Uh, I still haven't put up Christmas. the last one because Pete just sent it to me today. Yeah, we're going to watch the movie Better Watch Out. It's a good Christmas horror movie. Hmm. Ooh, what year is this from? Uh, it's not that old. I want to say like 2016, 2017, oh. something like that. It's fairly recent. And wh- where can I see this at? Do I have to rent this or is it on at something? Um, I know it was on Shudder for the longest time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, none of like the free ones are the ones that most people have. It was one of those <laughs> add-ons on like Amazon Prime you can get for another like uh, 4.99 a month or whatever. Yeah, I've looked into Shutter about 11 times and every time I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get Shutter and then I I look to see what they have and I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck Shutter. <laughs> Because right around Black yeah. Friday, I think it was $2 for six months. Like $2 Ooh. a month for six months if you wanted to do it. And I was like, I don't know, $12? Even that was too much blood. Seems, like. Yeah, it seems, <laughs> seems extreme, $12. I was like, Tuppy wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell no, Tuppy wanted to do it. So I didn't do it. That's like one poll in WWE champions, too. Yeah, yeah, anymore, yeah. Now that they have Mr. T, I might start playing this game. <laughs> yeah, they got Bruno San Martino, too. If you like Bruno San Martino, you can get him on him. He don't know who that is. Uh, nope. Keep in they mind, have Captain Jake, Lou Albano? No, they don't have Captain Lou. Um, they don't. Oh, but it, if, if you were to start playing now, you'd probably get Mr. T maybe by next year at this time. But uh, Yeah. Next year? I won't even have him by next year. <laughs> That's optimistic. He's very hard to get. So, I won't even have spend... yellow Matt Hardy by next year. <laughs> I'm inching, inching closer, getting there. And I'm living yeah. that four-star bronze Matt Hardy life over here. Suck <laughs> it, Larry. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Look at you. That's good. I'll get them. I, I'm, I'm at 610 shards, I think. How many do you need for him? 800. Eight. Okay. I'm still in the 500s. So I'm thinking maybe Easter-ish. <laughs> Is that pull them at three-star gold or four-star bronze? You can pull them at three-star gold in that bag. Okay. Hey, did I tell you I pulled a four-star Jake the Snake Roberts? Oh. Four-star bronze. Is that a fuse or is that a new guy? Oh. I had him at three-star silver, but yeah. put him off to four-star bronze. And he's pretty good because he, he has a bleed move and then a submission move, and it's just murders people because they bleed a shit ton. So, mm. <laughs> you used to like to stack the bleeds. I know. I was going to say I wanted to stack <laughs> the bleeds. <Yeah. laughs> That's the best. Uh, fuck, what else are they going to say about that? Uh, I don't know. But um, Oh, Mr. T, getting back to Mr. T. What moves would he even do? Did he even have moves? He was in like one match and he just punched and kicked and and got punched and was kicked. Does he have a move? I think probably punch. You got a move where he falls asleep so that he can put him on a plane. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you got to give him milk. Like was he ever in an actual match? He he was in the WrestleMania main event but he like did nothing, right? I mean, I think I remember him wrestling with the Haiti kid for a while, too. Because the Haiti kid came out with the Mohawk. And I think they tag-teamed against, like, Doink and Dink, maybe. And didn't he have the boxing match with Piper? At yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 
So he probably does boxing because he's dressed as a boxer. He has a boxing robe and boxing trunks on. So it's probably boxing. So probably body slam, punch. Close line. line. Pity the fool. (laughs) Finisher, I'm sure. All right. He's got a move called Hey Woman where he tries to bang your wife. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a move where he drives a taxi cab. <laughs> DC Cab Ah, uh, I love that movie. I don't think I ever saw it. It's not a good movie, but I love it. <laughs> it's got them twin. Remember the twin bodybuilder guys that were in a lot of '80s movies? No. They were two brothers. <laughs> they were real buff and shit, and they were always in the in a movie together. And they probably did, you know. <laughs> The 80s movies. I can't remember their names, but they're in it. Huh. And, uh. I gotta be uh, honest, buddy, that's not a selling point for me. Gary Busey's <laughs> in it. Bill Maher is in oh. it. Oh, Bill Maher? Yeah. Check, please. I am out. Yeah. 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 I'm not watching that. Bill Max Bear. The guy from Barney Miller. Uh, Wojo, Max- I think. Gale, Max Gale. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, he's in that too. Oh, so Max Bear is in it as well, Jethro. I don't know who it is. One of them. One, <laughs> one of those Max guys is in it. It's either Jethro or Wojo. I don't know. It's but probably Wojo. One of them guys is in it. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Wojo, but it's good. All right, good stuff. Fair yeah. enough. All right. All right. I'm going to masturbate. I mean feud. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we won't be back till like January something. I think it's probably like the fifth, something like that. Ooh. So, Merry Christmas then. You're welcome. No, no yeah. show next week, so that's your gift. <laughs> Enjoy it. Um. Like Dell said, original Janksters. If you want to follow Tuffy, it's at Daniel Dystra, but he doesn't tweet. Uh, go to One Nine Books if you want to buy some books. Todd's book. Don't forget about bicycle. I bought my cousin a, uh, a copy of one of Todd's books this week. No shit. I'm oh. sure she'll love it. <laughs> Which one did you get? Uh, private poetry. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to start from the beginning if. Want to get nice. her hooked on the series? Yeah, yeah you get lost. You just join the Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow, what a treat! Todd's, yeah. Todd's poems are like the Twin Peaks of poetry. Where <laughs> yeah, they're open to interpretation. Doesn't really make sense, but you could take it however you want to take it. <laughs> Ding. Um. <laughs> what else was I gonna say? Um. It, oh, is this Megan? Is that your cousin? I see a Megan Jank. Is that a cousin or is that a sister? Is that a wife? Oh, that's my cousin. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> is that the one <laughs> that you bought wife? it for? Yep. All right. Holds Megan Jank. Uh, probably. Oh, she's. I think she turned thirty this year. All right. Now, is she a now, fan of poetry? Or just Todd Teacher in general? Why did you buy the book? I mean, she's got to be a fan of Todd Teacher. Or at least she will be now. <laughs> All 
Now, well, when will she pop up on Original Janksters as she, being a jank qualifies her to be there? It's true. <laughs> I don't know. She's never wanted to uh, to do it. She's actually did you ever ask? Sister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was not interested. <laughs> and she <laughs> ever Larry she... demands it. We need a female point of view on there. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get the other janks in, invested in things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> They're too cool for school. Mm-hmm. Oh, one last question for Jank. How many <laughs> more showings of Star Wars have you bought tickets for already? <laughs> None. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would I need to see this again? It was terrible. I don't know. <laughs> what well, what movie was it like two weeks ago? You said, oh, I didn't like Oh, was it Jane Silent Bob Reboot? You're like, I didn't really like it, but I'm going again in the morning. <laughs> Oh, no, I did like that movie. Second time, I was like, eh, not as much. And then the third time I saw it with, like, the, uh, you know, the audience and them in the crowd and stuff, and that was really good again. So <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you're watching it with 200 people, you love it. Yeah, group thing. I think the hard part was watching it right after Strikes Back and just seeing, like, how much lesser it is than that one. Yeah. It's hard to just compare those two because it's not anywhere near as good as that one. But on its own, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's got good. So moments, what are you sure. what are you seeing this weekend? Um, I'm going to see uh, Bombshell tomorrow. That's Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Charlie's Theron and all that stuff. But what, what's Kidman. the plot of Bombshell? It's about Fox News uh, and uh, yeah, Fox sexual News. harassment stuff. Oh. That yeah. sounds great. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'll be seeing Uncut Gems on Tuesday. That I am excited about. Yeah, that does look good. Yeah. I, I, what the hell? I've really never heard anything. <laughs> it's the new Adam Sandler movie where he's Supposedly, really good in it. What the yeah, fuck? it's, it's like the same Sandler guys movie that made that that good time movie. It's <laughs> not. It's not an Adam Sandler movie. It's he's yeah. in a movie where he's acting and they're talking like maybe Oscar worthy. Oh fuck that! Mm-hmm. Oscar worthy, <laughs> my ass. That's what they're saying. I mean, if they could get a good performance out of Robert Pattinson, then they'll be able to work magic with Adam Sandler for sure. Well, what's it about? He's a jeweler. addicted to gambling. Yeah, he makes some bad bets and gets in over his head. Like Dougie Jones. (laughs) Sort of, but he can actually talk and stuff and walk. (laughs) I think, from what it sounds like, there's a whole plot involving him trying to sell this like diamond and jewel encrusted Furby to Kevin Garnett. Yes, it has Oscar all over it. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. I'm it excited. does look good. Of course, that Adam Sandler movie won't hit Netflix. I gotta watch Ridiculous Six. 
And uh, <laughs> that one with Jennifer Aniston and shit, but now nah, the good ones, now nah, I got to pay to see that. <laughs> yep. What a racket. All right. We're I don't even think here. good movies are on Netflix, are they? Like Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore? Like, those aren't on there. Um, there's somewhere, because I just watched Billy Madison not that long ago, to be honest with you. Hey, hey Larry, you watch any more Disney Plus? third grade. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you watch any more Disney Plus? Uh-uh. Um... Yeah, I figured since I got stuck with it, I haven't watched really anything new. I watched uh, Endgame again, just, you know, to fill up (laughs) four hours. Uh, I think I watched Iron Man 3. I haven't seen that in a long time. I I didn't hate it. I I remember hating it the first time, but it's not that bad. Yeah, it's fun. The end's kind of weird, but... It's okay, but uh, let me think. Anything? Not, not too much. More Rookie than of the that, year? No. I haven't watched Rookie of the Year yet. No. And ha- have you confirmed that the 1960 Spider-Man cartoons are not on there? I can't find them. Okay. Jank. Uh, I sure thought it was, but maybe I haven't actually watched any, so I can't say for sure. Yeah, just I still been working my way through the X Men cartoon. Eighty one is the first or the earliest one I can find on there. And it, you know, I don't know. So hmm. I I haven't watched any, but I don't know. I'm not that into cartoons anymore, anyways. But I'd watch those sixty ones though. Yeah, I'd also watch those. Remember those? Uh, like uh, there was Incredible Hulk, Captain America back in the day, and they didn't necessarily. Fully move, yeah. <laughs> like I would watch. It's kind of like they had a cutout of them on a popsicle stick, and they drag it across the screen. <laughs> yeah, yes. But I really like cutting those. edge technology. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So Merry Christmas to everybody and all that happy horse shit. All right, pass <laughs> the gin, Governor. Fucking lost it. Oh, here we go. For one brief moment, I saw all the bolts silhouetted against the lights of the traffic, and then they were gone.
I didn't say fudge. I said the word. The big one. The queen mother of dirty words. The F dash 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 word. What did you say? Uh, um, that's what I thought you said. The car. Go on. It was all over. I was dead. What would it be? The guillotine, hanging, the chair, the rack, the Chinese water torture. <laughs> Mere child's play compared to what surely awaited me. Everything go all right? Thank you very much.